I think I, we we need to go on a deep dive on the word cloaca. Patcast. <laughs> Patcast on cloacas coming soon. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. It's 2021, dude. <laughs> it's just about. No, it is. It is. It's is a someone who's, uh, who's going to get a little silly tonight. It's Mark. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, this is where we ordinarily watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we can drink and argue about it, but... Boys, this week is a special fucking week. Mark, what is happening this week? Well, this happens to be our annual... Oh, God, what is the name of this shit? It it changes every time I look at it. (laughs) This is the 2020 Omnibus Spectacular Horror Awards. Nice. Okay. So, hey, if you are a new listener to the podcast, don't start here. This episode is going to be very weird, uh, self-referential. Some might even say incestuous uh, to prior episodes of the podcast. We're going to get very drunk. For the record, I don't think anyone has ever said that about this. Or movies we watched over the course of the last year. And we're not going to talk about any one movie in particular. This is a weird episode. We're not on our typical format. And look, we'll say this right up top. We're not going to we're going to try not to overtly spoil anything, but we're talking about a bunch of 2020 movies and we're going to get very drunk, so it's probably going to happen. We or might spoil a that a movie has particularly good cinematography or special effects or perhaps a kill of the year, but yeah, we'll try and stay outside of the twists and turns of the more important Try to, ones. but who knows how well we're going to do cuz we're about to have a shot of whiskey, boys. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Starting it off right. To 2020. May it rest to in 20... peace. 2020. Oh, Jack, I hate you. That's the way to start. That's the way you start an omnibus, I'll tell you what. One more thing I want to address right up top. You boys are not in the same room as me, and that sucks. We usually do these all together. Yeah, well, 2020, you know what I mean? That's why I'm so excited that it's 2021 when you hear this, but I don't know if it's going to be better. I hope it is. We can't Well, when you hear this, this it's not going to be any better because things take time. Hey, Mark, you don't know. But hey, on the plus side, our audio will sound better than it does in typical Omnibus episodes. 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, and then I'm still going to be the drunk one, and I'm going to start hiccuping halfway through and then just repeating myself. So yeah, I exactly, exactly the same Jake's going to pull a Jesse and just lean away from his mic and just talk like two feet away from his mic. <laughs> get that Jesse lean going. Exactly one listener is going to get that. No, more than one. Yeah, yeah I like mean, two or three. maybe three. <laughs> exactly yeah. one handful of listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, welcome. Uh, we very much appreciate you listening to the show. It's been a fun year making the show, not a fun year in general. Um, and a lot of that is because uh, we, we like you people listening. It's, uh, it's a good time. Now we're going to talk about what this year has been like for us. Mark, I'm just scrambling and panicking because I don't know what to say right now. What do I do? Help. Uh, well, so you need to throw in a few more on that scores. Oh, yeah, right. So on that score... We're going to start Let's... off with superlatives. Oh, we're just diving right the fuck in. Yeah, I Mark, know. I thought y- you you one night drunkenly said that you wanted to give soliloquize about how bad a year 2020 was. You wanted to air your grievances against the year that was 2020. Well, yeah, I did, and then I, I got absolutely talk... no traction. You guys sent me nothing to work with. So oh, I no, I figured this would be a you thing. I figured we'd I thought just you were writing another and, poem about yeah, it. Yeah, listen uh, to you just talk and talk Frankly, and talk. a slam poem is what I yeah. thought we were going to get. Well, had I known that was the direction you were expecting, 
Mark, we didn't. Us not that. responding means that's the direction we're expecting. Always assume if I don't respond, <laughs> I'm expecting an idea a slam poem. And getting absolutely nothing in return means that you guys are expecting a slam poem. Yes. Regardless of what my original. I idea think that's was. a pretty yes. good precedent. <laughs> precedent. Prestidigitation. Okay, I we're did not, not doing prepare, that. unfortunately, gentlemen. I didn't know that was the precedent, uh, so I do not have any slam poetry prepared. We're off to a roaring start, so on that score, let's get into our first category of awards. Mark, they're called superlatives, you say? Yes, they are. Okay. And the first award that we're going to give out is the Why the Fuck Would You Open the Closet Door for Kill of the Year? Now, oh, yeah, one more explanation, yeah. We're, we're yeah. doing what we always do. <laughs> as, a, as a reminder, listener, we give out two uh, awards in each category. So one is for one that we've talked about on the podcast, not just like in Rocking Our Horror World segment, but in the actual like full-on review, like the name of the episode is this movie. Um, and then the other is any extracurricular 2020 movie uh, that we watched this year. And so, boys, I'm not trying to impress you, or maybe I am, but uh, I watched like more than six extracurricular movies from 2020. Oh, dude, do you want to know my total count? Uh, what is your Wait, total count? Do you want do you want my total count of movies that I watched, or my total no? I just want your 2020 movies. I don't give a shit about your other movies, Mark. Well, shit. Okay, I didn't have that number. Up well, shit. The other thing that's tough about that one is there are random ones that are like 2019 Re- reviews. Yeah, that I'm in actually... the same. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, Mark, on my list here, uh, let me, did Chernobyl, is Chernobyl 2018 or 2019 or 2020? 2018. <laughs> okay, it's so 18 excluding, or 19, whatever. It's 19. I've got, it's 19. I've got a couple mixed in here that are ones we actually reviewed, uh, but I am sitting at um, 36. That's not bad. I got 41. Nice, buddy. Oh, 42 if you're counting platform, which I am. 42. That came Very out sweet. in 2020. <clears throat> yeah. We think, well, like, I mean, or some like, of them came out to a larger year. audience in 2020. I have like 20. Yeah. The fuck? I'm gonna, okay. I'll be the one that didn't watch anything this year. Fine. Well, you still watch like 22 movies, Jake. <laughs> yeah, 20, 2020 movies. Yeah. yeah. To, for I, the record, the, we did six of those movies were on the podcast. Oh, I didn't count those in my list. Yeah. So you have Amulet, Beach House, Archons, The Invisible yeah. Man, Host, and VFW. Correct. At a minimum. Correct. Yeah. So there you go. You got just you. You just. Went up by 25%. I love it. I did a good job. Way to go. I watched one every two weeks. Gentlemen, <laughs> what is your kill of the year? And let's start with uh, general extracurricular 2020 movies. So just 2020 movies. Yes. Mm. Just 2020 movies. Okay. Uh, mine is actually, it's both a 2020 movie and it's one we reviewed. But I have a different one for one we reviewed. Oh so I'm not doing the same one twice. Sure. Makes sense. Um, but my... Kill of the year for a 2020 movie is from The Invisible Man, and it's the restaurant scene kill. Um, the knife, w- the knife, yeah. That because well. that like that's such an affecting scene. In the course of like 15 seconds, he frames her for murder, like completely makes her lose her mind and kills her sister. It's insane, and all in a very public place where even you as the viewer felt safe that nothing horary was going to happen. Where they had video evidence of her not doing it, and somehow they still decided that she did it. That's the that that, part, that was that the part's... turning point of the movie. That <laughs> yes. kill was the in both in both a positive way and a negative way. Like it yeah, was, it's where it, it turned a, into a superhero movie. Yeah, it but was that... impactful. But so I I get where you're coming from. It was impactful. It it certainly is memorable. But I also have some memories that I 
are that are negative. And my know? jaw dropped when it happened. Like I was like, oh, yeah, it comes out of nowhere. It's like a bolt of lightning. <laughs> so, Jack, it's just to fair. just to make sure I understood you correctly, that was your nominee for 2020, but not the podcast review. Correct. Okay, I kind of did the opposite thing here, where the yeah, thing yeah. that I actually did pick for the podcast is also a 2020 movie, but it's not the one that I'm going with here. So <laughs> we have started off on an exceptionally confusing foot. <laughs> I Par had for the course. on brand. I had two written down um, for 2020 as a whole. The runner-up for me was one of the ones from Underwater that involved a uh, crack in glass. Not that was fantastic. That. Mm-hmm. that one just, I mean, like I said before, humans versus environment is something that isn't tapped well in horror genres, and uh, that one kicks off the movie. I mean, it's been like the first third or so in a way that you're just like, oh, fuck, these are the stakes, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I However, mean, immediately. That whole movie starts with the bases starting to implode. Yeah, exactly. People <laughs> just immediately getting shit-rocked. Uh, but that's not the one that I gave it to. The one that I actually gave it to uh, is from a movie called Possessor, which was directed by yep. uh, Brandon Cronenberg, right? Mm-hmm. Little Cronenberg. And this involves... I mean, there's really only Little like... crony. There's really only like... I mean, not to spoil too hard the amount of violence in this movie, but there's really only like two or three scenes I could pick here. And this one happens to be related to a actor who is famous for dying on screen, and uh, the death that he has here <laughs> lives up to that and might be one of the most brutal ones that he has ever had to act through. I have a question, so, though. That's what I'm going with. He doesn't that's die. That's a good pick. That was like the twist, because you see oh, him in like the... Reco- I guess that's like true. The, the, he Ooh, doesn't flag on the play. That's that, a good That call. was the whole Fuck. thing. He's like, he was... He, here's the thing, Mark. I still like the pick. Intentional grounding. No, I still like the pick because I... I toyed with that, and then I remembered that they put him, like, in the recovery scene, but he got overkilled, and that's his thing, is getting killed. So, I think it still fits, but if you have a second one, it might be a good time to just slot it in, you know? I already said my second one was from Underwater. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Underwater. That's your one. (laughs) So, in absentia, Underwater wins, I guess, if if I get disqualified. It does. See, I already am not listening to you, and I've only had one (laughs) shot. God. (laughs) Jake, round it out. All right, my 2020 kill is from a movie called Blood Quantum. There is a character in this movie. He goes by the name of Lysol, and he's the character that just kind of turns into a complete shithead to everyone, handles everything very poorly, uh, turns on his family and his community. And this is my kill of the year more for what it represents, like within the context of the movie, plus it's brutal. So... His kill is elongated by the fact that if you'll remember a couple, this is a bit of a spoiler, but I don't give a shit. We're here. Wow. Uh, a couple scenes before it ends up happening, he actually gets his like dick cut off, which is hilarious. And then when he actually does get killed, it's his grandfather feeding him to the zombie horde because of how much of an asshole he's been and all of the basically yeah. like <laughs> bad things that he's done to his family. So it was pretty impactful in that regard, and it stuck with me for almost the whole year because I watched this one pretty early. Nice. I like the pick. Yeah. Boys, I just realized something. Yes, sir. We don't typically do beers for fears uh, for this episode, but I'm just curious. Do you guys have, are you drinking anything special other than that shot? Because I got two that I want to talk about real quick. Well, I've got two as well, Mark. Uh, so I'll jump in here. And I've got thematic. myself, uh, I got a, a nice case of Rainier's. Sure. Vitamin R's. Okay. Because that's, that's a podcast staple. You know, yeah, exactly. So I'm not. I'm just going to cruise through those while I'm also drinking some another frequent frequent visitor to the podcast, Lagunitas IPA. Ah, Lagunitas. Yeah, precisely. Leguizamos, <laughs> as Jake and I were joking off yeah. air. Were you really? 
Yeah, we yes. were. Well, we were. We, yeah, it was we off air. We were making fun of your inability to pronounce it, and it happened. Lagonitis, um, lagonitis IPA. I'm going straight up local today. Uh, I have some city of trees in the background, and then I have a whole bunch of North Fork loggers from Payette. But to do, it wouldn't be a one of our podcasts without some shoehorning. This is the omnibus. We're we're awarding things. North Fork, North Star. These are our awards, man. Perfect selection. (laughs) The commemorative North Fork of the Year award. You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) These are our North Forks. I think in Jake's defense, he didn't know we were doing the Beers for Fears segment. No, I just set out to get a beer that I could drink a bunch of and that was local. Gotcha. I also went the local route. Uh, I got two. So first off, I'm drinking a Suss It Out. I've had this one a number of times on this uh, podcast before, but it's a Rye IPA from Level Crossing here in Salt Lake City. A Rye IPA. Right, PA. Obviously, suss it out. We're sussing out the winners and losers, and then that's the next just one as up. bad a shoehorn as mine. Fuck you. No, it is it's not. Much, it's not. It's, it's much, so much, much worse. Shoehorn. Thank you. I agree. So much worse. Uh, and the other one, a little bit further away, but I'm counting it still local. This is from Utah Brewing Company up in Ogden. Okay. Uh, but they make a beer called Top Shelf. It's actually a hockey reference. Um, but like North Fork. Yeah, it's just like North Fork. We're determining what's on the top shelf this yep. year. Boom, That's nailed it. Same, see, same logic, man. We got this. Same exact <laughs> logic between Mother Jake and I, man. and I prepared for this, and he did not. So what does that say about us as individuals? Oof. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I like it, though, boys. Mm-hmm. Good work all mm-hmm. around. That was uh, that was in the middle <laughs> of a category. <laughs> Good work, We're dude. already way off the rails. <laughs> we should have rehearsed, like walked through uh, an outline or any, any level. Mark, I don't think I could survive a rehearsal omnibus followed by a regular omnibus. <laughs> That's a valid point. Rehearse, taking some shots. <laughs> Let's move on to the film that we reviewed this year for Kill of the Year. Jack, yeah. you started us off. Why don't you start us off again? Sure, buddy. I'm going with Terrifier. The upside <laughs> down, strung up, chained up kill. That one, the um, sawing? Sawing. Yeah. Right down the middle. Um, uh, it's a good it's, pick. It sets the tone for the movie precisely and early, and it's graphic and wild and just insane. I, I don't think know if that, that one's that early, is it? I feel like that's like halfway through the movie. I think it's like 35 uh, minutes in. I mean, it's, it's like an 88-minute movie. But. It's what separates the first act from the second act. <laughs> sure. Okay. Let's say that. I like f- that pick a lot, Jack. I kept yeah. trying to think of one from Terrifier that stood out to me as much as some of the others that were on my short list. Um, I think I penalized it in a way that I shouldn't have, though, because I can't think about that kill and not also think about Human Pistachio. From Bowen and Tomahawk. also, and not this is just you watching this silly. on an airplane with like a crying child yeah. sitting behind you. Everything about that <laughs> just kind of dampens the impact that it actually has as a scene. Now, like I said, it was still a good pick, but I'm just trying to explain why I might have penalized it when hey, I that's probably fair. shouldn't yeah. have. I don't remember who's next. Oh, okay, I'll go. Hey, if Mark, what you want to throw it to There someone. is no format. There's no format, okay? Yeah, we I'm just not. yell over each other for four hours, getting progressively drunker and drunker. He, Jack already said, if you're a newbie, like, again, last, <laughs> second and last listener. warning, just go listen to a normal episode, please. We then have come lots back. of them. <laughs> so this was kind of a hard category for me to nail down. Uh, in, a, in a year where we watched Terrifier, Maniac, Midsommar, which will come up a little bit later, um, oh. I ended up going with one that, in a weird way, was so stupid and entertaining that it stuck with me. And like I said, this is also from a 2020 movie. We watched the movie VFW. And we that sure did, did. And that movie kicks itself off I with which what, one you're gonna pick. what I will call the belly flop. The, the, the blood bag? <laughs> the, the blood bag belly flop. Yeah. The uh, opening kill. The opening kill for that movie. I mean, it sets the tone. It's cheesy enough, but 
also entertaining enough that you kind of know what you're getting into. And I don't remember a whole lot about some of these movies, but if I go back and I think of like kills that I remember from this year, that one is near the top of the list. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was very noteworthy. Hell yeah, buddy. Jake, that leaves like a, that yeah. just leaves you. I, I, I mean, okay, I, I, I'm going to give two because when I say the one that I actually gave it to, I feel like you'll want me to give another one, and the one that I'm giving it to is The Kid and Jaws. We I mean, actually reviewed yeah. Jaws this year. I, that I is such to, a huge to, kill. Jaws would have been like two-thirds of my awards if I hadn't had like forced myself to remove it from a lot of those lists. So I am still giving it for this one, though. Like That, that kill fair. is so monumental to me. Like Everything about that scene and what it does, thinking back to when the movie came out, like that's a big one. They straight up just say, you know what? We're going to kill this kid in a geyser of blood. Oh my god. Like there's a lot more graphic kills. There's a lot more of like a lot of categories that you could ascribe to a kill of the year than this, but something about how it takes place is just so fucking impactful. So I, I couldn't get away from it. The other one that I wrote down because I thought I'd get a much more negative reaction from you guys. Oh, I mean I can was, with Jake, that's cheating. You suck. Uh, I hate Jaws you. is too good. You need to Yeah. Uh the other one Pick that a I, worse movie. The other one that I wrote down was a worse movie. Um do you remember the Yavuz kill? Yavuz from Baskin. I don't remember any of their let names. Me, let me let me let me spin Baskin. you. Well, Yavuz was the one that was killed the most. Um, so he had <laughs> the hardest. <laughs> yeah, he got killed the hardest. He had his eyes gouged out. He was forced to have sex with whatever that weird like on all fours pig disciple thing was. Um, then he had like a seizure because of apparently I'm guessing he was under some sort of control at that point died and had a big ass tarantula crawl out of his mouth which makes my skin crawl that's a kill of the year (laughs) jesus christ that that sucked i hated that i hated it It sucked it made me want to die i fully agree with that pick that was a great kill any year that was full of them i mean we each went a different direction with it and i appreciate it unfortunately you didn't give it to that kill you gave it to the kid from jaws which was a total cop-out bullshit so oh yeah fuck you there, that's more forgot of it. Yeah. Now, now we're now getting we, into the spirit. We there it. we <laughs> go, there we go. I needed more of that. All right, let's move on to the next category, which is the, oh my God, fuck, ow my eyes, fuck, I forgot to blink, shit, you ever do that, ow, most immersive movie award. Nice, we'll my, start with 2020 <laughs> movies, I assume? Uh, Yeah, let's keep that. You want to keep, keep the same order, rolling. Mark, or should we bounce the order around? I think no, Jake goes make first it, this time. Oh, I thought you meant between 2020 and movies are reviewed, and I was going to say, no, don't make it more confusing. <laughs> well, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, you're going Keep... first. 2020 movie. 2020 movie. Okay, so. Jaws. Was it no. Jaws? No, no, because it's a 2020 movie. No. Um, here's the deal with the 2020 movie. It would be the movie that I'm actually going to give the award for for the film we reviewed. So that's a call ahead, I guess. What I'm going to give for for 2020 is The Platform. Oh, I didn't okay. end up seeing this one. The Platform is a Spanish war movie. It's on Netflix. Something about... Uh, it, it's it's Cube-esque. I'll, I'll say that. And something so, about yes. the way in which this movie unfolds was completely riveting to me. And that's when you're considering, like I said, it's a Spanish movie. So that can go one of two directions. It can be more immersive because you literally have to like read what's happening unless you're fluent in Spanish. Or you're going to be really aware of the fact that you're watching a movie because you're constantly reading subtitles. For me, super immersive movie. It was like an easy, I immediately wrote it down and I was like, yep, it's this one. Nice. 
I I, I'm happy you went with that one. Uh, that was on my short list. I didn't actually end up going that way. I'm going to jump in here right now. I think Jack was throwing it to me, so why not? I like he that. is was, now. Mark. <clears throat> I listen sometimes. I went with the predictable choice here, um, that if you know anything about me, you probably know that this is where I was going. I picked the movie Spree. Yep, I knew uh, it. <laughs> which is that found footage murder spree movie set in the world of social media. There are plenty of quibbles that you could have with this movie, but when I put this on, expecting it to be like dumb background fodder that I would find like moderately entertaining, I abandoned my wife who was decorating the house for Christmas oh, to right. just sit on the couch. <laughs> I, I mean, at most, she was like yelling at me to, to come help her with stuff or like help her lift heavy things. And I would make it, I mean, eight feet from the couch. And Went then just a pack of smokes right and just never came back. Or or is it that thing where you were just like holding a strand of Christmas lights with your neck craned at a 45 degree angle towards the TV? Yeah, just that's like ex- not moving. <laughs> yeah, we, at one point we were wrapping <laughs> the Christmas lights around the tree. And she's like, all I would do is I'd hold the thing. My, 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 my gaze just fixed on the television. I'd hold the little platter that has all of them on it. And she would just run around the tree and then I'd hold it. And then she'd come back and do it again and again and again. So she set up basically all of our interior <laughs> Christmas decorations while I was being an asshole and sitting on the couch watching this movie it was this i mean this movie joe is Keery, like, right yeah this is joe Keery, and the strength of his performance is kind of what makes this work i think it can directly contrast this with other movies like followed that are set kind of in the same culture of influencers and youtubers and stuff like that but where the other movies really lay on that shtick and make it obnoxious as hell this one joe Keery actually like pulls it off in a way that's watchable and not like it's not like he's making fun of it, but it's he's portraying it in such an interesting way that it, the, like, the movie clearly has a ham-fisted message about uh, you know the the whole culture of influencing and all that stuff. They all but do, still, but still, <laughs> like though it's not he delivers his performance in a way that's not so uh, preachy and dumb that you're taken aback. It's it's a very I don't know. I found it to be very real and. Uh, I don't know, the the amount of fun and entertainment that's also sewn into this movie. Whatever. Everybody should go watch Spree. I love Spree. Nice. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm, I'm excited. That's awesome. I like that very Jack, much. Jack, that, that leaves me, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I it's, it's interesting. There were a couple of different options for me, but ultimately there was really only one movie that had my rapt attention from start to finish in a way unlike any other movie for 2020, and it was Sea Fever. Ha, Just, okay. This was such a strange combination of one – the Irish accent and cool Irish stuff that I, I like very much. <laughs> okay. um, two, the Thalassophobia stuff I really like, some body horror elements, and then it also like has the whole uh, you can't be that close to other human beings thing or you will die As... that is uh, oddly prescient. Yeah. This just had a, and it's, it's also really well paced, and this is just a combination of those things. This movie, I don't think I looked away from uh, the entire time. Yeah, Sea Fever is very solid. Great pick. Great pick all around. Nice. Nice. That's going to take us into our 2020 most immersive. No, the no, other one. Podcast. The podcast <laughs> movie we reviewed. Most immersive movie, Jake. That's, I mean, that's spot on it, though, right, Jack? Because, like I said, my 2020 pick was a 2020 movie, but my actual we reviewed it pick is also a 2020 movie. So it would have <laughs> gotten both, but I'm spreading the love a little bit. If you know me, this is like Mark, if you know me, you know that I'm probably going to go this direction because I like movies that make choices and do some bonkers things. And the movie that best embodied that this year was VFW. I mean, wacky shit, 
absolutely off the wall, overkill type stuff. I found this movie to be a complete delight and couldn't look. <laughs> Badass great veterans, voice. good. I off mean, drug good cast. Lunatics. Look, look at the yes. cast. Like it's incredible to look at and watch. Like what they decided to do because this is a small movie, but I mean, it completely nails what it's going for. No, and, and yeah, like I was saying, this movie has a voice, a strong voice, and nails that voice consistently and keeps its tone relatively consistent, too. They do a great job with both of those things. Yeah, completely. I I mean, the, yeah, it, it ended up being like which movie was the most delightful to sit through. And in a year like 2020, that's the type of immersion that I needed. And when you had what you had on screen here with the character interactions, the complete insane violence the really weird plot that was kind of i, I don't know like bizarre and the, the plot was where that movie kind of failed it was inconsequential but like in a yeah. silly way that was endearing uh and then all of it was carried by stephen lang like he did a tremendous job uh i this is this is right up my alley guys so I, vfw is currently two for two on categories maybe we should hey shout out to listener ty for recommending that one to us yeah thanks ty i mean he <laughs> has Friend of the podcast and listener, yeah. Ty, who's known what we like for quite some time. Uh, he nailed it. Thank <laughs> he you. got it right. Yep. Absolutely. Nice. I like it. Mark, what about you? What'd you go with? Well, you know, it's funny that uh, we gave Jake so much shit earlier for picking Jaws because I went with Jaws here. <clears throat> and here's why. No <laughs> shit. Um, because Jaws it's Jaws. Jaws is so aversive. <laughs> yeah, because Jaws fucking rules. This is the only time Jaws shows up in my awards. And the reason that it is one of the best movies of all time is because it is so wildly immersive. But mm-hmm. one other thing. We, we, we're going to use this phrase a lot, but in a year where uh, we are <laughs> constantly weighing the benefits of, say, tourism against, say, public health, that this movie has a lot of weird <laughs> uh-huh. extra layers to it, where the mayor, who should have been played by Brian Doyle Murray, but thank wasn't, you. Thank sadly. You. Thank you. Head that off at the pass. <laughs> uh, where the mayor is making the decisions that are essentially equivalent to our... Uh, local representative government here in Utah and and uh, Idaho. Um, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Adds, adds a nice little extra spin to it. So <laughs> that that just that that provided a little bit of additional spice that I thought kind of sent it over the top. I'd like to remake Jaws, but put Janice McGeechan in that mayor role. Jack, I. <laughs> You know we can't go there with you on these jokes. I don't know who this person is. She's she's our absolute lunatic lieutenant governor. Oh, who, okay. The, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who proposed the sanitation, spending $14 million on sanitation cubes that you walk through and get spritzed with sanitizer. Yeah, or like UV light or whatever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which both, I think. Okay, yeah, thank you. Prove it to be harmful that. and not, not effective, so right. that's the important part. Yep, cool. Jack, yeah. on that note... <laughs> Um, look, th- these ones were kind of in the zone now where there's a few of these categories where you just look at the math, right? Mark, you keep that spreadsheet of all our ratings. And so I just went back through and it's, I mean, I, I was right. It, for me, it was the invisible man, uh, for movies we reviewed. Um, holy shit. I mean, it's primarily Elizabeth Moss's performance that makes this movie so fucking immersive. She She's kills so good. It from start to finish. Uh, Michael Dorman being in there doesn't hurt for my particular uh, uh, immersion in the movie. Um, but uh, no, this movie is fucking fantastic, and it's it's almost entirely on the back of Elizabeth Moss. Remind me, um, Michael Dorman was from Patriot? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I figured. He played uh, the lawyer brother of the villain. Right, the, the brother of the guy from Hill House. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Slash Bly Manor. Yeah, to keep things totally. 2020. <laughs> nice. Good pick. Great movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. Yep. Yeah. 
We want to move right along. Up. Anything else yeah, to add there? Sure. No. Our next category is the "I Pooped a Little" award for scariest film of the year. Mark, you uh, you picked all these category names again. And still haven't changed that one. You stuck with. You've tweaked a lot of them, but that one hasn't changed. Most of these have not changed. I think actually, okay. no, none of them changed this year. Had I, I don't know, had I been a little bit more motivated in a year like 2020. Where we all just, uh, all of our motivations just collectively disappeared to affect change or, like, spend time <laughs> doing things. Uh, I have, believe it or not, I didn't put any effort into changing the category names like I should have. I apologize. Okay, well, one of these then is a joke we've been making for longer than I thought we'd been making on this podcast, so. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, either way, the scariest film of the year. Mark, let's start with you this time. 2020 movie, scariest film of the year. Yeah, I, this really shouldn't surprise anyone, I don't think. I gave it to his house. Um, I I am still trying desperately to not spoil much of this movie, if possible, because everyone should go watch it, and mm-hmm. it's easy to find on Netflix. We're, we're Spoilers, we're going to talk a lot more about uh, his house, I think, this episode. Yes, so yes, if you haven't seen it, turn, pause this, we'll be here, go watch that fucking movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's a universal recommended from all three of us, so do that. But yeah, so his house does two things that I like for from a scare factor standpoint. One, this movie more than any other, I think I've said this now multiple times, uh, got me emotionally invested in a way that horror movies haven't in a long time based on the people who are the protagonists and the stakes that are in play and like the government forces conspiring against them simultaneously with the supernatural forces that are conspiring against them. That mm-hmm. recipe means... If I'm emotionally invested in their well-being, then the stakes are all that much higher for, from a scare factor standpoint. Like, this would have been a really scary movie if there had been nothing horror-y that had happened. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> Just a following sense. their experience of exactly, being harassed exactly. as immigrants. <laughs> um, but the other thing that it does here is a lot of times in supernatural horror movies, you spend a lot of time running away from shit. Uh, and hoping that things never catch you, that the ghost never catches up to you or whatever. And... A lot of times you like kind of it's left up as an exercise of the viewer to, to estimate what would happen if, you know, the conjuring witch catches you. And who knows in this case, in this movie, the ghost comes after you with a fucking knife. <laughs> so, you know, what's going to happen if it catches you, you're going to get stabbed to death. <laughs> and I kind of like that. I kind of like how simple that and straightforward that path is. Just like, no, oh, but- <laughs> this thing's going to stab you. There you go. Done. I, agree. I mean, this movie was terrifying on a number of levels, uh, but it's not what I picked, Mark. It was, okay. it, it was actually second, maybe third on my list. I'm not sure, but I ended up going with The Dark and the Wicked um, for scariest film there. Did you guys end up watching this? No. no. I'm, gonna, I'm, okay. gonna, I'm just going to wait until January when it comes out on Shutter. I didn't have time between two days yeah, that's ago. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we talked about this, what, yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this movie is a lot of things I really like a lot of this like uh desolate kind of wind blowing through the, you know, the just grass horror. Um, yeah, that the, kind of an isolated sure. farmhouse <laughs> um, wind in the grass horror. <laughs> it also has a lot, Mark, this will mean something to you. A lot of it's touching on a lot of what relic is touching on and that okay. Mayor in Ireland is coming home to care for her ailing father after her mother can no longer handle it on her own. General mortality. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think this movie does a really good combination of really effective jump scares. And like, I think we're, we're all on record as we like jump scares. If you earn it, if there's not just a lazy jump scare and I kind of like lazy ones of, too, it just can't be the only thing you do. 
Right, and this has a really nice combination of jump scares all the while building dread uh, through a lot of different scenes. So it scares on a bunch of different axes. There's also a very shocking scene pretty early on. It's like, oh, fuck, and then it doesn't like revisit that hmm. level of shockingness again for a while. So it's it's uh, it's really interesting, good on a number of levels. This was my scariest film of 2020. It gets Jake. your attention, yeah, it gets your attention with the sledgehammer and then just kind of keeps you there. Pretty much. That's yeah. cool. I, I'm excited to see that one. Um so realistically his house, I concur. Um just for interest's sake, I'll go ahead and give the other one that I had on my list. But yeah, his house is the winner for me. In a year like twenty twenty, guys, there's something <laughs> to say about a movie like host. I hate <laughs> <And> this already. <laughs> that was a fun house of a thrill ride that just went for it. You know, it was simple. It went for a lot of those jump scares. Some of them felt earned, in my opinion. Some of them definitely did not. But it had its moments, and I think that it did build successfully a lot of tension throughout the very short runtime. So for me, yeah, Host did a good job. It's worth consideration. Absolutely. Yeah, well, so I guess that comes back to me then at that point. Yeah, I would, Mark. That's how order goes how you can snake you, it how let's sn- you... let's start snaking Wait, it next time to make yeah, this even it. harder to do <laughs> uh how pissed would you be if i gave it to joss <laughs> mark we know you you went first yeah and now it's back to me oh for a film we reviewed this year got it jesus okay, christ i'm sorry we've only been do- I, oh, I, I, we've only this been is the this. third category i'm gonna chug a leg i'm gonna chug a leg hey mark what was your what was your scariest film of the year for films that we reviewed not necessarily so, 2020 films was so it jaws it wasn't jaws that was a joke mm. uh so i actually am glad that i that we're not doing the snake thing here because i'm just I, I i also gave it to host so uh, you did oh, the 2020 thing this movie didn't scare me that much i mean this is also one of those things that's like there to tickle my funny bone yeah where sure. a bunch of people sitting around on a zoom call or whatever and look this is a happening. super gimmicky movie so it that's is. either gonna help not, you or hurt you it's not you any different doing... from like unfriended which we also love yeah or... but it's pretty gimmicky did you guys end up doing anything like this over zoom like have a night where you ended up doing something weird like a seance a, a medium or i mean just something like do that kind of stuff over zoom no. like hannah and i did that eschaton thing that was like oh a, yeah you know an interactive the haunted house theater thing. thing over zoom which was pretty fucking cool uh if either you guys did any of this interactive zoom stuff nope no, the scariest thing I do every week is uh, talking to you guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is pretty scary. But yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about host. Uh, th- looking back at our numeric ratings, this wasn't a particularly scary year. Maybe we're just getting mm. jaded. Probably I mean, we're just both getting can jaded. Be true. Both could be true. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That one That one still jumps out at me as like, yeah, that was a fun and pretty like scary. I, I think we've started to split a little bit between the entertaining and fun scary movies versus the these are actually out there to scare you type movies. I mean, you go back and find those ones that are like earnestly trying hard to create a scary experience for the viewer. Those mm-hmm. obviously get preferential treatment here, and that's exactly what Host was doing. So I'll give, give host. host this. The Instagram like filter scare that it has oh, whatever you yeah, call that. that. Oh, that's an all-time great scene. That's an all-time great scene. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. All time yeah. good. I mean, it's there. a fun. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a haunted house movie. Like it, it in a certain and, way. Like I watching mean, it is like going through the that, haunted house. That's all it's, it's doing. It's also so fucking cool that like the effects people they they shipped some of the actors some stuff and like had effects people talk them through how to do it. And that would have like, been so fun to make. Screen. I mean, yeah, that's that so was fun. what did I you mean, do need you this to tie quarantine? this fishing line to your chair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people made sourdough and other people did this. 
Uh, yeah, other people made a great <laughs> fucking horror movie. <laughs> very cool. I like it, Mark. I uh, like it very much. I think that goes to me next, and I picked Baskin. Okay. This okay, movie sure. is fucking terrifying. It's, I mean, it's inscrutable. I don't know what the fuck's going It's kind of well, like that thing from The know. Office, right? It's almost as if the, the director knew that the lack of a narrative was the scariest thing of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but It's also pretty opaque. Some, Individually, the scenes are fucking. They're they're in like limbo, repeating this thing, just looping, murder, like torture, horrifying, cult, creepy deaths. It's wild and yep. scary. And some of the scenes are individually, individually very cringe-inducing on their own. Yep. So it's got like all of those elements. I kill the ears. So yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I went with basket. Yeah, I don't hate and that pick. Numerically, that was what I ranked highest. I think. Well, that's a good point, Jack, and I'll t- I'll take the reins from there because we are now in our first category. I think. No, we're not. We're we're now firmly into the categories where you could just look at our ratings and be like, "What yep. was my highest? My highest was Jaws." So again, like Mark, I'll mention Jaws here, but really, I'm giving it to Lake Mungo. This nice. was between Lake Mungo well, was- and Midsommar for me. Because those were, like, among the group that I gave, like, just an ever so slightly lower, like, scare factor score to when we did the reviews. But really, what you're choosing between with those two movies is you're picking between, like, profound discomfort in a situation with Midsommar. Whereas it's brooding, slow dread, and mystery in Mungo. And that's more my side, plus one of the best jump scares of all time. Of all time. Of all That's time. That's the other really interesting thing about Lake Mungo. Is that is, really a jump scare? I, yes. yes. I'd wager okay. it's not. Cool. It doesn't belong on this list if, if you are not taking into account your first experience with this, right? It's not scary, really, on repeat viewings, but that sure. nothing matches that first experience. I don't know, man. I, I, I'll agree that it will lose some of that shine as you watch it second, third time, whatever, but it still makes me feel uncomfortable and I it sticks with me after like something about that one scene that I called a jump scare Mark questioned it but I'll stand by it it's as jumpy a scare that this could possibly have and it was shocking so eh. uh something about that just like makes me kind of like look around the corner around my house at night I don't know it's interesting to note that both those movies that I was picking between are they're both about dealing with grief so that's it's not like surprising that that would be a good thing that you could like channel into making a horror movie but uh, compared to some of the other movies that i gave a high rating to like that's what these were so interesting but mungo for me that's that's a fair pick man especially if you if you keep that first viewing in mind absolutely mark what is our next category here brother uh, our next category is the pow zip bang sploosh award for best effects that certainly hasn't changed names yeah that one's been there since 2017 or 16 or whatever the hell we started this shit i think you added the noise though that in 2017 and you stuck Uh, with it though it's not written on our on our rubric here i mean do you want to try and figure out how to onomatopoeticize that jake squelch if I'm going captions rules, it's just squelch. Okay. No, squelch. All those gross that. noises, every gross noise and every orgasm noise are captioned as squelch. With a, with a Q? No. Yeah. S-Q-U-E-L-C-H. So someone is like violently orgasming on screen and it just says squelch? It says squelch. And if it, it's, it's getting more <laughs> what? intense, it's Why? squelching intensifies. <laughs> what? 
Well, I'm I aware know, of the I've intensifies it, thing, but I've seen it on <clears throat> I've seen it on both like horror movies when somebody's being violently murdered, it says squelching noises, and then also when people are fingering each other and they're coming to a climax, and it says squelching noises. Okay. Well, now hold when on, both of those okay. things. <laughs> okay, let's unpack that one. I don't know that we need to. <laughs> I don't know that's, that we need that's to. That's a podcast. That's a podcast that we're going to do. <laughs> I don't know that it needs to be. <laughs> the history of squelching. Yeah. It'll be oh, some really hard-hitting <laughs> journalism. Oh, my God. Uh, Investigative well, shit, piece. If, if yeah. we're following our uh, our pattern so far, Jack, I think this one comes back to you for going first on 2020. All right, buddy. And when, for a 2020 movie, I picked a little flick called Becky for best effects of the year. All right. Now, this movie, Jake, I don't think you've seen it, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he has not. He's away it. from the mic, but he's waggling his finger. Mark, you have. Yep. This movie has a very interesting tone of it's not comedic, but it is Irreverent. almost comedic in like how over the top some of the kills are and some of the violence and gore is. Excuse me. But they still do a tremendous job showing all of the violence and all of the gore. And they do, a, I mean, it had a very big budget, but they do a good job with all of it. And it all looks good. It has to look good for what the movie is. And I think they do a really good job. And especially at what I'll call the eye scene and its continuation, it looks it's, fucking it's, horrifying it's and real good. how much you like the eye scene because it's like, I mean, I guess it is practical, but it, it looks so janky. <laughs> I, I don't it's know, man. I think it actually but, looks good. I mean, yeah, it looks okay, I guess. It does just look like a little bit like chewing gum. But but this sure. is, this. I mean, they do, this is could be up there amongst most gore and best gore. So, like, they don't shy away from showing you all of it, and they show you a lot, and it all looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, one of these was, I mean, a few of these actually were in the running for Kill of the Year. I had to, like, Absolutely. individually write off each of them for, for various reasons. But, yeah, this this movie has a lot going for it, so I understand where you're coming from on the, on the effects standpoint. Nice. I think that's taking us to Jake for a 2020 movie. Yeah, so for me, I went with Possessor. Now, this wasn't necessarily the sure. flashiest movie from an effects standpoint that we saw this year, but it was technically rock solid, and I think it used its effects to like the best end overall production. The best kind of rock solid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a good joke. Possessor, <laughs> Possessor, to me, just when I watched that, I knew that I was watching a very well-done effects movie. You know, that helps inform your short list, but I didn't have another movie this year where I was like, yep, I mean, that's that's what this is doing. 100%. It's also one of those movies where you can't pick anything apart, right? All you like you said, competence is it's it's its yeah. grounding principle. There. Yeah. Exactly. It's also also important because it's Brandon Cronenberg's more or less directorial debut and you're watching it from the standpoint of like, okay, is his career gonna measure up to his father's? Yeah. And it might from an effect standpoint. It could. And this is I mean, yeah, he's got a long <laughs> so far, he's got so big good. shoes to fill. Yeah. It's a long shadow, but, but it could. Uh this is certainly like the effects in this movie are good enough that you're like, okay, off to the off to the correct start. This is how you needed to do this in order to exactly. keep that conversation going. Yep. Yeah. No, it's hard hard to argue with that, Jake. Mark, yeah. how about yourself? Okay, you guys both went heavy on the practical for the most part, which of course is understandable and probably the correct way to do this, because my pick is going to age very poorly. But I went with Love and Monsters in a okay. movie that is Based around base, just throwing CG, CG monsters yeah. at set piece monsters that various characters throughout the movie fight <laughs> in a guerrilla warfare style post apocalypse. At the at an absolute minimum, the CG never takes anything away from that, which yeah, I think I mean, is that's, yeah. 
I mean, realistically, that's basically shining praise. The year is 2020. We have supercomputers that do this shit, so <laughs> we can, you know, we can we can make this stuff look a lot better than it used to in the in the early aughts or whatever, which was when CG was both prominent and terrible. So I can see, you know, ten, maybe even five years from now, this doesn't look as good as it does today. But mm. I was pretty smitten with the creations that they put on screen for this and like the wide array of uh, part of the joke here and you get this from like the opening credits so i don't think that it's really spoiling all that much but all of these creatures are supposed to be evolved from things that survive today so like today's creatures get bombarded with space dust or whatever the MacGuffin is uh and they turn into these enormous monsters and the the array like the the wide array of things they chose to turn into monsters was was very charming cool. <laughs> and yeah. they used it in a way that built the world and like created these like well like you said on the episode that we recorded a little bit ago that it's just set pieces and i yeah. really really appreciated that so yeah I mean, that super duper tremendous. effects heavy movie and they executed well on it i can I like see that. those though it sounds to me having not seen it at this point in time like it would fit in a similar category to a recent movie like annihilation where that was yes. super cg but it at when you said at bare minimum it didn't detract anything, I mean that was amazing to look at. It was CG. I don't know how it's going to look in five years, and that was my thought while I watched that movie. But it was awesome. I would bank on Annihilation aging better. Okay, maybe that final scene than oh Love yeah, the monsters, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that final scene. Yeah, that that one probably has already <laughs> aged poorly. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my pick for the year twenty twenty. Yeah, love it. I, Love it. I do, too. I haven't seen it, but I love it. That'll take us to the film we have reviewed, Jack. Ooh, baby. That's a Midsommar for me. Yeah, uh, good choice. This good movie choice. did a shitload in the effects department and did a great job uh, across the board. I mean, from the scene where the people, I guess, I mean, I'll spoil this. Fuck it. They jump off a cliff and like just land hard on a rock but don't quite die. Like That looks crazy. Runner up for then- kill of the year right there. Yeah. yeah, mercy like then mercy killing those people with an enormous fucking mallet, um, all the way to the mercy super <laughs> with a mallet tri- for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, to the super trippy drug sequences mm-hmm. that are really really effective. Uh, this movie nailed it on the effects. Yeah, point. it's just fucking great. I, also, I don't know. I also love that they utilize the effects to just insert crazy imagery into the background in like super subtle yep. ways that I didn't really even pick up on more than once or twice, but yep. apparently are scattered throughout a dozen Super times Easter so. eggy. It's a very yeah. Easter eggy movie. I don't know if I'm next, but I'm going to go because I gave it yes, to Midsommar as well. Okay, okay, great. Well, I gave it to Midsommar as well, so it's got two for at least three here. Hell yeah. At least two for three is what I meant to say. I'm already getting drunk. Um, Jack, I completely agree. The only thing I'll add is like the immense amount of care that went into like sets, props, costuming. You kind of already mentioned props, but like the sets and the costuming here are incredible. Think about the bunkhouse. Think about the weird fucking cabin with like the bear wallpaper etching <laughs> thing. It's not wallpaper. Why do you, why do you have a bear? We captured it. It wandered into our village. <laughs> oh, it's Don't so worry about fucking it. Weird. Uh, the, <laughs> do, do not the worry yellow about triangular cabin thing that becomes much more important later in the movie. I, everything here, there was such care given to it. it. Nothing really came close when it comes to specifically sets or costuming, but that's what's going to stick with me. Ari Aster really likes his shapes. I think I made that yeah. point when we reviewed it, but yeah. his <laughs> ability to shoot like just sharp angles is 
Unparalleled, mm-hmm. which I think is a pun, and I'm going to go with it. Uh, spoilers. That's also that's going to come up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't blame you at all for that one. I went a slightly <laughs> different direction. Midsommar was in my list of uh, best effects movies, but ultimately I went with a higher degree of difficulty movie, one that we've already talked about here, so we probably don't need to uh, elongate this point much more. But I gave it to Baskin. You hell yeah. If you create hell and the like worst complaint we as a podcast have is that intestines don't quite look right at one point you did a pretty good job <laughs> yeah there's like a there's a few frames where the intestines look a little bit eh. they're just, yeah. they, they, i mean they used rope which seemed like a strange strange maneuver for not even rope they used like twine to, but, to show I mean, intestines this, this is a like very low budget iranian movie it's turkish <laughs> It's Turkish. Turkish. God damn it. You even mentioned that on the podcast because I had to go back and listen to something. <laughs> you made that same thing. I did. I got it wrong. Well, no, way. you said it was Turkish, but you thought you said, I think is as close to verbatim as I'm going to get. You said we erroneously referred to it as Iranian before. <laughs> and I was like, no, we didn't. I don't know where that came from. And now you're doing the same goddamn <laughs> That's thing. just in my head. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yes. It's just stuck in your brain it's for just some the reason. The Baskin. <laughs> 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 yes, I think that I am. I'm breaking records this year for the most spit takes I've gotten out of Jake. I think you sure are. That was a legit almost spit take. Um, but yeah, so Baskin, great effects movie. Go back and listen to that one. I don't. I don't think any of us disagree with that one. But nope. yeah, I, it's good. Two very solid contenders there. All right, up next is one I'm very excited about. Uh, it is the Mustache Twirler Award for Best Villain Slash Beast Slash General Antagonist. And I, there's this one was one of the hardest ones for me to there's pick. There's so many. <laughs> oh, my God. So let's start with 2020. Mark, let's start with you. What's your 2020 Best Villain? Okay, we're going a little bit out over here, but I'll take it. I, I um, Runner-up, I'll just there's say There's no order. Runner-up, I'll say this, uh, is Kevin James's Dominic in Becky. Okay. I, me too. Runner from, up from the early days of uh, the the podcast. I'm a record as saying that I really, really like these stretch roles from people. In fact, one of my early uh, like fantasy things was comedians not otherwise known for doing comedy showing up in yeah, horror you movies. Mean horror, or, sorry, yeah. not yeah. otherwise known for doing horror showing up in um, in horror movies. And one of my early thing, I'm I'm on record as thinking Kevin James is a really underrated actor. Dude, yeah. He's great in Paul Bart. Um, <laughs> he was great in Pixels. <laughs> he was. Fuck Pixels off. was an okay movie. Pixels was not an okay movie. It was literally okay. It was literally terrible. It'll okay. be a podcast. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll do exactly. We'll do it on podcast. Um, yeah. So Kevin James as Dominic and Becky. He's a great villain. He's a great op- opposing force to what's her name, Lulu Wilson. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good pair there. He was the runner-up. What I actually gave it to, I am very curious to actually see. There's an outside chance Jack picked the same thing. I gave this to Taylor Nichols as Jerry in 1BR. That's a really good pick. No, I didn't end up giving it to that. Okay. But that is a really, he is a good fucking villain. <laughs> yeah. A, Taylor Nichols is one of those, like, those guys who you recognize because he's been in stuff for fucking ever and he's just this nice kindly old gentleman and we're not here to spoil uh 1br but he's not a but nice no, he kindly isn't. old gentleman but he isn't that <laughs> he, at all <laughs> he is not and the way he strikes that balance uh basically creates the like entire purpose of that movie um I, yeah i don't really have much else to add to that i didn't it's a love great that movie in general, but the things that did work, I mean, among them is is his performance. 
as Jerry. That's a great pick, Mark. Holy shit, I love it. Thank you. Pick who's going next. Jake. Ooh. Um, well, mine, I don't know if it's such an outside chance that Jack would pick it. I think it's probably a fastball for him. But I went with um, Adrian in The Invisible Man, played by Oliver Ooh. Jackson Cohen. He no. did a thing with such <laughs> he's not, he's little... He's not the guy from The Patriot, so it doesn't... He, no. he did <laughs> a thing Patriot, with such Mark. little screen time where I fucking hated him so much he's so smart well, and his 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 presence despite him not being in the vast majority of the movie is so strong that i think that that's a really interesting thing to look back on because typically your villain plays a more prominent role but it's more the psychological damage and the manipulation that he's done in this relationship it's, that really stuck with gaslighting me. right you yeah. as the viewer know he's real yeah but Nobody else in the movie reasonably, like, reasonably does not believe and K- uh, Elizabeth Moss. Exactly. And what was great about that is how, if you think back to the way the like the way this movie is laid out, is there you see all of the damage that was done. Like you get an intro and like you know that there's some shit that is very very wrong there, but you witness all of the damage that was done through Elizabeth Moss's character, and you don't really see him at all doing any... You don't see Oliver Jackson Cohen until basically the last scene of the movie. And what he's able to accomplish there is so... like He's such a douchebag. <laughs> and I love it. I, I, lo- I fucking oh. loved it. I hated it, and I loved it, and it stuck with me. So he, he was an easy winner for me. Uh, this was such an effective... like portrayal of the triggering things for domestic abuse that my wife like couldn't couldn't get through it like it was it, yeah. it's so well portrayed mm-hmm. i it's, i don't know if we made this joke or not when we were recording but i do still think it's really funny you said that he's on screen for i like I, maybe five, five minutes, minutes yeah of the whole movie but it's like he's cast as the titular invisible man <laughs> <laughs> he's he yeah, oliver jackson cohen is the invisible man he's on screen for one scene <laughs> hey he's not on screen <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so here's the thing oliver uh you're gonna be a headliner here you're only gonna have to show up for shooting like three days are you yeah, cool he, i bet he was there for two three days yeah we got your first scene your second scene and then any reshoots and then we'll be good is that cool Here's a gigantic check. <laughs> he fucking loved it, guaranteed. <laughs> Jake, it's a really fucking good book. It's actually not what I picked for my 2020 movie. Good. And oh, um, I see. I, I'm. I see. <laughs> I actually. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick it for my okay. movie we watched either. Okay. Spoiler alert. Um, I picked the Apeth from his house as my 2020 villain okay. of the year. Um. I, I think, Mark, for a lot of the reasons you talked about when you talked about this earlier in Scariest Movie of the Year, like, I love that he's just like, and there's a commonality between my two picks here, but I like that he's like a, maybe we should bleep this, I don't know, if I, he's a supernatural witch that's like haunting these people for a thing they did bad in the past, but then also, when he gets you, he just fucking stabs you in the throat, like, he's not, yeah, he's not here to fuck around. <laughs> but also, there's only a few scenes where you actually see the Apeth, and it looks really pretty good interesting the generic sure. white eyes are, are, are the only slight i had against the creature design but it looks really hmm. fucking good desiccated mummy-esque thing yeah. um it's fucking terrifying and it's i i love these movies where it's like 
gives me a reason to just be like, he's fucking with him to fuck with him because he's a witch that's punishing you for bad things you did. Like, that's yeah, he's that. not really. I, I, that, you just said two things that directly contradict each other. He's not fucking with them just to fuck with him. He's fucking with them because of like but very that's, that's specific I mean. things like, that happened. Right, but when it's it's just why isn't the demon just killing you, right? Or why aren't these aliens like why are these aliens messing with you for weeks before they actually show up? Like I like that it's here. He's just fucking with you because you did a bad thing, <laughs> and you need because to be punished for ellipsis it. witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think that villain was really cool. I also like the way they styled it, uh, but it was a really really hard pick for me. There was a lot of good options. Yeah, this year. there there really were. Yeah. Which I think is going to take us into the film we reviewed. Mark, you started. What is your uh, mustache twirler award for films we reviewed? Yeah, I mean, obviously lots of contenders here, but one stands shining above the rest. I I don't think this one is particularly close. Jack, you say I agree, and I'm curious if you're going the same direction. We definitely don't have the same answer, but I definitely agree that one stands head and shoulders above the rest. I gave it to Art the Clown. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, never mind. We yeah, agree. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> Art the Clown is one of the best horror villains of like all time. <laughs> and for the same reasons that we were just talking about, like he's a villain who's a scary clown who's fucking with you, but then when he gets hit, he pulls out a gun and shoots you, because fuck it, he's here to kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't have time here to unpack how amazing the design and execution of Art the clown is terrifier 2 is supposedly coming out in the next few years mm-hmm. uh and he also came to us in all hallows eve which was its own horrifying anthology movie <laughs> um it, he yeah i i would i think i'd go to bat for him as one of the all-time like great representatives of horror he's, villainry. he's in the pantheon for sure yeah he is yeah. the he yeah he's the villain that they're are and will continue to be Halloween costumes of. Like, you go to Spirit Halloween or whatever your Halloween costume story is, There's and gonna you be get Art, Art the, the Clown. Like, that is yeah. a big deal. Excuse me, Art's the Clown. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that um, will be a, a point of Terrifier 2. I like that. Just like uh, Ghostface was in Scream 2, you know? Will the real Art the Clown please, please stand, stand up? up. <laughs> Jake, what about you? Yeah, I mean, there were a lot. Wow. Uh, Art the Clown was on my list from Terrifier. The Jotun from The Ritual was on my list. Uh, what else Mine was too. on my list? Mine too. Man Made of Moonlight from Gerald's Game. We reviewed that this year. Fuck really yeah, interesting Moonlight choice. Man. Um, I didn't like the Moonlight Man. The thing is, I Moonlight did. Man isn't even the biggest villain in his own no, movie. No, <laughs> he's not. But That's why I don't like him. He's the most memorable to me. But what I'm going to go with... Um, we're seeing a theme. The so concept far. of degloving is my 2020 villain of the year. <laughs> also from Gerald's game. No, it's not. It's the specter of your own impending death in Lake Mungo. Is <laughs> my winner. Pick. I mean I, that. I, sure. I mean, obviously, like, look, I, whatever. We we initially reviewed that movie years and years ago, and then this year it got the full treatment on the podcast. So now I'm gonna wax poetic about it. Like it. It's it's it's, like it's here's, so here's unique. It's so impactful. The way that they personify it is obviously memorable. Like everything about how that manifests in that movie is absolutely spot on to me. We've been we did a written review back yes. in the old days of like old the call days. and response written review. Yeah. We did a podcast on it mm-hmm. and we've been talking it up other times when we've watched it extracurricularly. So I feel like at this point I don't think we need to dance around the spoilers anymore because if you if you haven't gone out and already watched it on our recommendation, you're you're not going to. You're way too still. late at this point. I, yeah. I, I also do think that movie like holds the title for like best movie that's the least discussed amongst like the general zeitgeist. Like yeah. that movie 
is not known and should be. <laughs> I still see it brought up, like specifically on uh, the horror subreddit. It gets tossed out anytime there's a conversation about found footage or documentary style movies. Or things but, that are like, what are underlooked horror movies? <laughs> yeah, th- th- I mean, it's almost always yeah. on those lists. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if we are if we were to quiz the general public, I would throw out 99% unaware of this movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's to the point where, like, when I remember when we were posting the original review of that on the website, I was looking for just the poster for that movie or any branded imagery associated with it and there were no high def like images well, of in a way that's, available on Google. In a way that's perfect <laughs> and befitting of the movie for it just to be this thing that exists but it's super mysterious like that fits yeah. what the movie is <laughs> so yeah. I love that I love it. I love it for that Yeah I totally agree Whatever. It's getting its due r- justice or whatever. And just point. as a thing you should be scared of I mean your death coming to find you is one As of someone those. who has yeah, you, like a pretty healthy the corner. Yeah you I have a pretty healthy fear of my mortality. Bump into a bloated death specter of Jake. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna drown in a month. That's well, it would be, be. I would be less afraid of running yeah. around the corner. It's, I'd be afraid of a bloated death specter of Jake. Yeah, but I'd be less afraid than a bloated death specter of myself. Exactly. That's what's cool. And the, about the weird it. thing is, it always shows up as Jake, no matter what, no matter who you are. <laughs> it's just, it's Jake. <laughs> the bloated death specter. I can't imagine a bloated Jake. It'd be funny. Thank it would you, certainly Jack. be funny. You're keeping it pretty tight, buddy. I appreciate that. That's nice of you. I currently feel bloated, so there you go. You are the one person on this podcast who's keeping it pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Not to throw you under the bus with uh, me. It's fair. That's You're rude. looking at me. It's fair. <laughs> Somehow that's rude. Just speaking truth to power here. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. We're going oh. on to the next category. Do you want me? Oh, shit. I'm oh, talking. Oh, yeah, Jake, do you, you got to do, do it. You got to do one of these. Oh, boy. This is the, do you remember that scene from Contact Award for Best Cinematography, starting with 2020? Who's next? Who starts this time? You pick. Oh, I keep going? I'll keep going. You pick. No, you just choose. I pick yeah, myself. he's picking himself. I pick okay. myself. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, guess who I, I, I've already talked about this movie. I gave it to Possessor. Yeah, yeah. Possessor was my <laughs> runner-up. Okay, yeah, I mean. I, Mine too. I, I, don't, I don't really my know what else to too. say at this point, like the way that it goes, the, the way that it sets up. The almost way that it goes. every scene, the way that it goes, <laughs> the way that it sets up almost every scene is intriguing, intri- interesting, and intriguing are basically the same thing. Wow, I'm getting hit hard at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like power we have through. Shot. Do you know when you start to get drunk and like you're basically incapable of formulating thoughts, and then it gets better? I need to ride that like wave, so I'll get there. But I'm pouring another shot. The cinematography in this is gorgeous. It is beneficial towards achieving the end of like creating this weird sci-fi universe that it's in and i think that it does a good job of highlighting some really visceral gnarly stuff throughout the runtime of the movie i'm trying not to spoil too much still because it's a super new one but the cinematography was tremendous and it really it really worked well uh synergistically if you will with the effects so good job cronenberg and whoever did the cinematography for that that i did not look up I like that very much. Jake, are you joining Mark and I in this shot? Well, I'm going to have to get up from my desk. You have the Bluetooth headphones that are wireless. Just walk away and continue to participate in the conversation. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll go on mute. I'm usually quiet. This is not going to be any different for the listener. (laughs) The other thing about Possessor, though, before we do take this shot, um, is there is a lot of use of color that we haven't talked about yet. There really is. Which is kind of 
a shorthand. Jake's, Jake has walked away from his Jake mic. Has, He's eight yeah. feet away from his mic, pointing at the camera when you said that. So he I assume he agrees. To turn into a freeze frame poster for all of us who can see he lo- him. He looks like John Cusack. He's just, oh. um, <laughs> it was a good point. I, I do think the use of color can be sort of a shortcut to good cinematography, air quotes around that. Um, but the amount know, of time they just spend washing scenes in just an incredible amount of saturation is I never really particularly took anything away from it from like a meaning standpoint but for sure it I, certainly I'm not smart helps. enough to fig- I'm not smart enough to figure out why I am able to just like why I think differently about this but I I think I perceive I that, that that's different when it's just being lazy and when there's an intentionality behind it. So like an Ari Aster, it feels to me like there's an intentionality behind it and a reason for it, but it doesn't and it doesn't feel lazy, but other times it just feels lazy. And I couldn't tell you why I think this or not. <laughs> me I, neither. I'm not smart enough. But for a movie about sort of becoming psychologically disconnected from your own soul, for whatever reason those scenes keyed up with just this incredible amount of color sort of do that visually where it separates you from the person that you're seeing on screen so yeah. you see and i should have looked up what her name was the the like lead actress um but they wash her in like this orange or yellow color orange or, yeah orange red yellow like everything's right. on that side of the spectrum and in the same sense that you can like see her as an individual and uh, she doesn't she doesn't look human which I think is exactly kind of, maybe I'm getting to it. Maybe I'm actually getting to this on air. I think that <laughs> might be what they're doing in order to separate the form of the person that you're seeing on screen with the intent of the person, which is exactly what this movie exactly. is. Exactly. And all you have to do is literally Google search possessor and all of the images that pop up are exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> so, And the other thing they do is it's not just like the yellow. I, if I remember correctly, there is every color of the spectrum is thrown yeah. around ad yeah. nauseum here. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. Jake, do you have your whiskey? I do. And by the way, Tasia, who was the main character, is played by Andrea Riseborough. So just a quick Thank shout you. out. Thank you for doing that in the background. Cheers. 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 It's a 2021. <laughs> uh, intellectually, I know this isn't true, but I think whiskey from the start of a big bottle of Jameson tastes different than whiskey in the middle. It's like the fresh off the tap well, What about stuff, the bottom? You know? Bottom tastes the same as middle to me. As middle? Or maybe well, by that, that time, I, I'm just I'm, so dead. The more oxygen <laughs> that gets in the bottle, the worse that the liquor should taste. So I don't there think was that a that's commercial. Nothing. There was a commercial a while ago that educated me on the angel's share versus the devil's take, and I think that's what we're talking about here, okay? I think it is. I think you're right. Mila Kunis might have been in it. Yes. She might have been, yeah. She, she yeah. was. That may or may not be why I remember it. <laughs> no, Jack, that's a real thing, though. No, I know. Yeah, the liquor okay. should taste better from a f- more full bottle. That's not just marketing. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. I bought I bought a fresh bottle of JMO specially for this occasion, boys. Wow. Oh. I'm I'm doing the end of a thing from last year's Christmas. Hell yeah, Suntory, nice. Uh, yeah, wasn't that our Christmas present to you? No, yeah. it was not. It was not a Christmas present. Birthday present? I feel like Jack and I there, got that you. Was that. We got Japanese him a Japanese whiskey. whiskey. We it got is him a different, significantly less better Japanese than whiskey. this. For the record. (laughs) This is what we used when you guys came over and we did a dinner, uh, and we all did our own course. And we all got hammered, and I almost broke my ankle (laughs) trying to get wood out of your front porch. This is great for the listener. Anyway, this whiskey that I'm currently finishing off was what went into our mixed drink, which I thought was quite delicious. 
I've never done a shot of a Japanese whiskey. Though, um, Jake. I like that move. This went better than I thought it was going to because it smells super sharp, but it yeah. is pretty. It was sm- it was more smooth than I expected. Let's continue. It goes with the pa- down. The pa- I almost right. called it the podcast. Podcast. I got to get back. I like on that guys. very much. Jake, pick who goes next. <laughs> I mean, I think it's me. I think it's me because no, we're you still just talking went. about cinematography, and now we're going to film. We reviewed right. No, because only you have talked about the movie. <laughs> oh, see, that's what happens we when didn't I get up. All Jack, pick possessor, why don't you dude? throw it to yourself? I will throw it to myself because okay. I want to talk more about the dark and the wicked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, one again, this movie has a lot of stuff that appeals to me generally. Of these like sweeping, isolated shots of desolate farmland, really fucking cool. But this movie the also wind does the grass, a lot of if you will. really interesting stuff with lighting. Okay. Um, there's, there's, I don't, I don't want to spoil this, but there's a couple of scenes where they have this enclosure for their sheep, this like half barn thing with big, wide open doors, and they've like tied up these, these, you know, cowbell, wind chime kind of things to alert if something's coming in. And there's some really cool scenes, uh, beautiful cinematography of looking outward from inside this barn and the way the lighting goes and like what you see coming into focus is really fucking cool and innovative. And uh, this movie does a it, this movie's best feature is its cinematography and it's a good movie. Uh, it's it's beautiful and it's really well done. So I'm excited I'm to see this wicked. thing, but I have a feeling the way you're describing this, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's all right. I think I'm yeah. going to love it and Mark's not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, Mark, when when I told you the other day on the Patcast that uh, it's not like a Western trope movie, that was true, but I was also overselling how of much it is you a Western Of course you were. That's why we probed. Movie. Yeah. I tried to yeah. give you an out. <laughs> I'm trying to push. I'm trying to push here a little bit. <laughs> so either way, um, it's, uh, it, it's fucking beautiful. Beautiful, though it's its best quality. Mark, what about yourself? Sure, I uh, I'm gonna bring up a movie that uh, I'm surprised this is the first category it's coming up in. Frankly, but I gave it to Relic. Jack, yeah. I guess you're the only other one who's seen this. Jake, I don't think you've it, gotten here right yet. And it fucking looks. I couldn't. Great. Okay, can I? Um, this movie's gone from being available Jake, to being unavailable. This like, was Jake the movie to address. <laughs> I am. Did you say distress? No, I said you have something to address. I am in distress, and I need to address the distress. <laughs> <laughs> this was like at the top, near the top of my list of movies that I needed to watch before yeah. the end of the year. And by the time that it was December, because I procrastinated and, you know, whatever, uh, I couldn't get to it. <laughs> you guys both got it at the at the right time, and I could not access it for the life of me. So I'm upset. It's available yeah. on Vudu, Jake. No. Does the- <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that no to voodoo or no to it's not available? Don't worry about it, Jack. (laughs) I don't need that sort of scrutiny. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Mark, to be fair, I didn't see it on voodoo, but I don't know that I'd want to go through the voodoo. I don't know that I want to play voodoo limbo. Anyways. Yeah, it's a beautifully shot movie, Mark. Yeah, Relic is a, I mean, aside from being beautifully shot, they go with this visual motif that is basically the entire second half of, well, maybe it's like the last third of the movie, that is obviously a metaphor for the thing that they're like trying to make the movie about, but they do it in a way that is creative and claustrophobic and kind of the perfect way of capturing it without being ham-fisted. And, I yeah. mean, without saying, that, that's it. That's my point. There, 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 there's another thing, Mark, along those lines, without trying to spoil it, there's, I was trying to parse whether that was really well-built sets or the filming of said sets. And both. I think it's, I think it's both. A, a combination of the two, yeah. But 
to to your point, it it feels really claustrophobic in a way that a lot of cinematography wouldn't have made it feel as claustrophobic and as panic-inducing and as good. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, have you? I don't know. Go watch the movie and tell me what you think. I don't want to get too far into it because Jake hasn't seen it and he obviously wants to, but I consider... It, I think both of those things factor in here. The sets are obviously important, but I, the way they shoot them is what makes this thing pop. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jake, We're I think that's around. back to you for movies we've reviewed. Yeah. Best it's, cinematography. It's, 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 I mean, it's Jaws. <laughs> Jake, you gotta move your, like, uh, mic that we're hearing you on down. Whoop, it's Jaws. <laughs> Thank that? you. Better. Uh, it's um, Jaws, guys. It's Jaws. It invented a type of shot. It's Jaws. I, I, I had Jaws in so, as the winner of so many categories. I only allowed myself yeah. to pick it Can for I talk? one. This wasn't that one either. Okay, well, I, I, I am, pi- I, I don't give a fuck. I'm picking it, but can I talk about a couple others? Just yeah, briefly, sure, just briefly. Um, if I wasn't picking Jaws in some weird world, um, <laughs> that's what—that's the category that we should always put at the top. The if yeah. I wasn't picking Jaws yeah. award for uh, <laughs> other movies of the year. Couldn't I'm interested to see what you what your reaction to this is. Could it be Love Witch? I you I know think what it, could it be was Love on Witch, my list. Dude. That that was less about the cinematography. To I me. don't the know shots. that it was. That created such a specific feel. Largely in true. my that's remembrance a, that's an of it. Exceptional point. I thought about it. I put it more into effects than I did. Oh boy! Remember some of those like dream scenes and like every, the Renaissance sequence was cinematography, dude. Every part uh, yeah, of that. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, and it's, it's it feels a very particular kind of. Um, to me, that was. I don't even know to how to me that was cinematography it, movie, yeah. buddy. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they did counts. a great job. They did a great job with their costuming. They did a great job with their props and their sets, but they utilized it impeccably through their cinematography. And I would certainly say that part of cinematography is selecting which which camera and film you use to shoot with. And I can't, yeah. for the life of me, remember if they shot digitally and then applied a, like, whatever filter that to it pays. or if they actually shot with, yeah. like, 8-millimeter film. But mm-hmm. they clearly made it look like, I mean, like the spitting image of a 1970s yeah. thing. So Oh, yeah. And, and if I had a negative reaction to that, I would have said, okay, fine, Antichrist. <laughs> no, I I never want to think about that movie again. Well, I mean, the cinematography <laughs> was the cinematography in that movie was art, but it was great. very good. It was very good. I we do we need a category. We need a category of best line reading of the year so that I can just talk about chaos reigns. <laughs> chaos reigns. <laughs> chaos reigns. Uh, anyway, well, it was, Mark, it if was we Jaws. had a best line reading of the year, I'd just talk about Reginald Val Johnson in Die Hard every year when he says, "I shot a kid." I shot so a kid. weirdly. Why does he stop? It's so insane. It doesn't. I, Hannah and I've been watching that Netflix show, The Movies That Made Us, and like the yeah. Christmas versions. Yeah, 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 and they're talking, yeah, 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 yeah. And. We had to turn that one off because I couldn't shut up about. They better do like a whole twenty-minute segment on the "I shot a kid" Reginald Val Johnson line, and they didn't even talk about that at all. It turns out no one else is interested in that. I just think it's fucking insane. <laughs> you should make you should make documentaries, Jack. <laughs> An entire two-hour-long documentary on one line, a a two-second line. You know what? From a movie it's kind of a it's old. kind of a John Ronson thing to like dive deep on something like that, right? You go. Now, I think John Ronson was more interested in the general stuff before he gets to the specific stuff, like the tickling aspect of the story. So, in retrospect, (laughs) I picked Jaws, but considered considered the Love Witch and Antichrist. Jack, what'd you go with? Well, it's interesting you didn't even consider what I picked, which is Midsommar. This is what I alluded to earlier. Chime in here, Midsommar is also mine. 
Sure. This movie I, is it's great. fucking gorgeous. It's, great. it's beautifully shot. It's such an intentional use of color. It's wild. It's it very looks... similar in reasoning to The Love Witch. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I do feel like this is what Ari Aster does. Is... Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great pick. It, I mean, the real answer is Jaws, but this is a good pick, too. I I'm, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to argue against Jaws Steven is one of the Spielberg best films ever Jaws, made. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Gr- yeah. Mid- yeah. Midsummer was fucking incredible. Some of us yes. like to keep it fresh, Jake. <laughs> hey, just wait for the seven other times I give Jaws an award this fucking I guess, omnibus. <laughs> I guess this does technically mean that uh, Jake, uh, you are the only one on the record right now not saying that Midsomar has better cinematography than Jaws. <laughs> You're the only objectively correct one on the podcast right now. <laughs> so that's kind of a problem. <laughs> it's, th- I mean, it's yeah, that is a problem, but Midsomar cinematography is fantastic. And it yeah. was the best that came out recently. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And had Midsomar come out exactly as it were right now in 1973 or whenever Jaws came out. It would have well, blown fucking people's minds, man. Yeah. It sure would have. The interesting part is I didn't really think about it in this category. Like, I was kind of trying... I knew it was going to be Jaws, and then I was like, okay, let me think of, like, two weird ones that could be in consideration. That, like, that I intentionally went yeah. bizarre. But, yeah, Midsommar would be a very close second for me. There you go. There you go. That's going to take us into our next category, which, Mark, this is the one I thought the title had changed this year for, the Scatman's World Award for Best Musical Score. This was Have a new been... category last year. Okay. Oh, we didn't get the Scatman's World. World. I've been obsessed with that video for over a year. Over huh? a year, uh, Jack. Jack, you've been obsessed with that video your whole life. You just didn't know no, it. I've... Well, that's true. your whole life's been leading up to that moment, and, now and you're I've been obsessed with I'm the Scat Man, to be clear. But I, ve- pretty late in life, discovered the Scat Man's World music video. <laughs> pretty dude, you're fucking barely thirty. <laughs> pretty late in life, get off my, get out of here. It's I, I I discovered it ninety eight like hundred percent into my current no ninety eight percent into my current life or whatever. Mark, you also don't know the relationship jack has with the specter of his impending death so or how this omnibus is gonna go yeah frankly okay this could be okay, it dude fair. this could be it it won't <laughs> I better be. drink more <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh this is about the best musical score compositions it's interesting i kind of we've talked before about whether or not this includes using licensed tracks and unclear duel. we'll talk about all of that mark why don't you go first here what is your 2020 movie for best musical score why would you throw it to me first this is the worst prepared category i have um nice that's why full disclosure listener i forgot to fill this category in and (laughs) i was scrambling through the first half of the recording to try if i'd known that i would have absolutely picked you but i didn't know that this is just a serendipitous accident (laughs) it's it's kismet is serendipitous accident oxymoronic or not oxymoronic redundant you just said a bunch of words in a row that didn't form a sentence. So. I think serendipitous accident is uh, redundant. I yes. think it's just serendipitous. It's just, yeah, it's just serendipity. There you go. Mark! Okay, <laughs> so here's where I landed. There are Ooh. two movies from 2020. Uh, for the record, I had filled in all of the ones that I had re- we had reviewed for the podcast, but not the ones that I'd seen in 2020. There are two extracurriculars that I'd seen that I felt heavily used uh, music to their benefit. Um the runner-up I'm going to go with here is Babysitter Killer Queen because it is so yeah. on the nose, okay. but it's kind of a layup. If you make the layup, good for you, but you have 
you have this license, you have a shitload of money to just make a movie that has great background music, and that's and look, what the movie Queen does. Is a great song. <laughs> and yeah, well, and they and that's sort of the climax of the movie as well. It's a it's a foreshadowing thing. So overall, I mean, Babysitter Killer Queen, I think, does it pretty well. Um, the other one though is We Summon the Darkness, which I think one of you two has watched. I have not. Okay, Jake has watched. I like these movies that are set against a backdrop of music, but not necessarily related to the music. Um, this one kind of scatters it throughout. It has this sort of manic punk rock energy, and they do a great job of leveraging that throughout. I Obviously, I didn't do the uh, legwork of trying to come up with one of the songs that it uses, but that's cut, that, that's the whole point here is there's just this generic sort of sound uh, licensed soundtrack in the background happening uh, of We Summon the Darkness that underplays really well the overall what's happening. I don't, I, again, we're not here to spoil <laughs> things, but the nice. action sequences going on. I like that. I like that very much. Who's going next, Mark? Uh, Jack is. I'm, I got to get him back. There we go. <laughs> here, I picked Relic. Um, okay. Just because the score here is unobtrusive this is the like platonic ideal of a score that serves the purpose of the movie it's not a score like you could hum it's not it's not a score but i went back and listened to the tracks and i remembered them after having seen the movie it serves the tone of every individual scene but you never think about it when you're watching it and that's almost perfect for me right that's what you want um they they nail it it's it's a great score it's really interesting i picked relic Mark, any thoughts on that? Having seen Relic, I frankly do not recall the musical score of Relic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind. Of, so remember it sure. Being, yeah, that, I mean that's what I'm saying. It serves the movie perfectly. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that case, it's a good pick. I need to go back and watch it. I think a lot of times with these like things that are subtle but really well complement stuff, you need to go in sort of expecting to have a takeaway from it in order to like. Yeah actually realize it and that's one of the biggest difficulties with this category and it's mostly i mean classical tunes and obviously some ominous noises but like when i went also so it was that mark i was thinking about scores uh that i'd seen and i couldn't think of relics but then when i went back and listened to them i actually did recognize the the non-traditional classical music they used because they use like claire de lune i think in the early part of the movie gotcha um okay but it's and it's beautiful and it's great yeah. There's also a lot of like it, the music kind of like there's a part where there should be a lot of little footsteps and the music does a really good job of kind of mimicking that. It's interesting. Okay. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, okay, mine. It's funny Mark mentioned his soft spot for movies that are kind of like based around that core music theme because mine is coming from Uncle Peckerhead. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh this is I a movie this about one, but I thought you'd pick this. Still, about yeah. a brand new like punk band on their first tour um and they actually so like the music in this movie is largely like it takes place a lot of their shows they play music in the movie and they have someone who's really in his first acting role i think he does an admirable job as an actor but he's actually a musician his name is jeff riddle he wrote all the music for the movie that the band does uh in movie and it's pretty great it's like early green day punk i loved it hell it yeah. worked perfectly and it was the central driving force of the film so uncle peckerhead easy pick hey you know Very, what movie we haven't even discussed nice. yet that we probably should throw out there because it What's did that? have these same 
notes of using the musical score. AKA the movie Mark wishes he'd picked now that he's had more time to think <laughs> now, about now it. That okay. I, now that I've had more than 30 seconds to think about it. Uh, Archons. Oh, yeah, that buddy. Really cool score, yeah. And it had a bunch of original, well, as far as I'm aware, original score too. So, yeah. my, I mean, I guess my point here is if you write yes. at least two original songs that play directly into the narrative of whatever you're spinning, then... That's probably noteworthy. I'm cha- mm-hmm. I'm officially changing my answer to Archons. <laughs> Hell yes! Yay! Okay. Hell yes. I'm glad Archons showed up somewhere on our list this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, well, what's going to take us into our movies we've reviewed for best score? Uh, Mark, did you start or did I start? I started. I started because okay. you threw it to me and I was not prepared. That's right. If you recall, that thing that happened, I mean, maybe 45 seconds ago, Jack. Uh, no, Jake went to pee. It took him a while. Jake's a notoriously long peer. It's true. Notoriously long, notoriously loud. I, so we watched a bunch Rude. of movies this year. It's most of the podcast every week. It's why it takes so long to edit. Is I have to edit out all of Jake's loud urination. <laughs> odd. This, is this odd. has gone down a very weird This is path. very weird. Um, we've talked about a bunch of movies this year that I wanted to... I mean, all of my memories from like original scores were things that we had reviewed from the podcast that were not from 2020. So I actually did do a pretty good amount of groundwork that I wanted to discuss here, but Okay. Um first off, a few honorable mentions. Funny Games was out there. This was a Patcast review. Oh my god, that was this year. That was this that year. That wasn't an actual review, so. That was yeah, a Patcast still. review that we talked about all interpersonally. I would allow on, it. Yeah, exactly. Um we also have Maniac yeah. Uh, which had the music by Rob intro thing that I still fucking love that has just that synth wave pulsing yeah. throughout from it's, Rob and yeah. Kudare. It's super nice. That movie is a strange one to talk about and to throw into categories of best for the year. Of anything? <laughs> one of the best things that movie does is its soundtrack. Sure. I fully endorse that It's second to shit. Elijah Wood being to existing. Yeah. One other one that I wanted to throw out as... A possibly divisive submission here is the triangle, not necessarily because of the music there, which I think was basically just people talking about lizards set over like hippy dippy weird synthwave shit. But it wasn't um, like in movie though. Part of that was in movie. I also just like the gall that they have to play that fucking tone for twenty minutes. No, as someone who has tinnitus, it was just fucking horrible and miserable, and I hated it for a movie I really liked. That almost ruined. Is that does me. that count as soundtrack? That's an effect to me. No, well, it's and horrible. that's why I didn't it, give it to. It's just shitty. Is all. I just it is. think Shut it's up, worthwhile Jack. to mention you don't here. Know. Sound design, I guess, goes into overall musical score. But realistically, there is one and only pick that we should all land on this year, and I'm upset if you guys don't go with this, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, no. You're wrong. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to – you can go last, Jack, because I gave it to Rocky as well. There's yeah, not a lot to say. This is one of the most iconic horror soundtracks yeah. of I, all I agree. Time. I agree. And Jack – But it's <laughs> – but there is a more iconic horror soundtrack that we've reviewed this year. I and it's swear Jaws. to God, if you this give it to where, Jaws, and this is Jaws. where Jaws land. This is where I gave. This is this is the one I allowed Jaws to have. Uh, this is why we should remo- review movies like Jaws. <laughs> Fucking this is because it one. would win it's, literally it's, every category always. This is John Williams at his finest. Like Jack, it's John a good Williams. pick, buddy. It's a good pick. But uh, I could is. pick I, it. I would pick it for so many other categories to under, just allow no, see, Rocky see, to this exist. Is, this here. is the one for me. What? That was the most iconic. The I most, mean, dude, it's in this everything. This is where it excels the most. Fuck. But I agree with you guys. Rocky Horror is a Boys, great Boys, Jaws but is a real problem job. this year. Yeah. 
It's we a, fucked up by watching such a how we've also reviewed Poltergeist this year. That hasn't come up yet. Well, it turns out Poltergeist <laughs> doesn't stand up as much as Jaws. <laughs> which I kind of uh, We already passed the one category I had a fighting chance in, which was immersion. Yeah. yeah. Um I, yeah, so to get back to Rocky Horror, one of the most iconic horror soundtracks of all time. You could probably debate whether or not it's like truly horror, but I mean, those are like two of the top 5. When it comes I think to those like are horror, the top two. horror music. I, th- I think those are the top. Two. Okay, well, great. Psycho, it was a bad. It was a, top it, it was a great year for it. In I almost said. I, I don't know if you count the the psycho sound as an effect. Or, no, that's no, not that's part of the musical score. You could probably go tubular bells would be on there, and probably like Halloween. Yeah. But still, I, I Halloween would put is Rocky it's not part of the musical score. The yeah. violins. Until you until you bring in like a Skrillex to sample it, it doesn't make any sense. But you, you so you're saying that doesn't count? But the fucking tinnitus sound from triangle does yeah this is a weird take by you this i is a, yeah i like I, ch- I choose to walk a very delicate line th- your line sucks i, I, I choose hate to it. walk a delicate nonsensical squiggly ass line yeah mm-hmm. that's my life man stop okay. talking shit about it <laughs> cool never whatever i gave it to rocky yeah rocky or picture show i two two to three or two to two two out of three <laughs> two, three two to three jaws, jaws still is wins. not the best soundtrack <laughs> jack I, I i love the pick it probably should win but I'm but glad I, we I talked mean, about the two. Is, Rocky is fucking fantastic. Yeah. To go back to an earlier podcast, Mr. Dan uh, did know John Williams was the composer for Jaws, and I sincerely doubt he would have been able to name a single song from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, you know what, Jack? I've watched that with here. him. You watched the Rocky Horror Picture with him? Yeah, but he was vomiting. He'd probably so. know. He'd probably know a couple. He'd know Time Warp. I feel like everybody knows I, Time Warp. I see, and I think everyone knows like whatever the I don't actually know the name of the song, but the nice. transvestite Transylvania, sweet transvestite, sweet transvestite. <laughs> Every, everyone knows that song, dude. Double pictured, yeah. That's a different thing. And those science happen. Science fiction double feature is a different song. Yeah, I know it's a different, different thing, but that's the other one. Those happen back to knows. back, though. Sweet transvestite and time warp are next to each other. That's fucking incredible. That's why the movie's so fucking good. Yeah, the, the first well, half of that I mean, movie it's, is so it's good. It's good <laughs> at the being. Second half of that movie, eh. it's good <laughs> really at being drags. musically oriented, exactly. and it's fun and it's super fun. That that's what yeah, it is. I mean, that's why okay. I gave it this category. This is the category I gave it. Yeah, there you go. And that'll take us to the Inanimate Carbon Rod Award for Prop of the Year. This one was kind of hard. <laughs> this one oh, was read. really hard. Um, I went first last time, so I get to choose, I think. I'm going to give it to Jack because he said this was hard. I like how we've Yay. done this. Now whoever well, goes first picks. That's nice. Picks, I like that's it. good, yeah. Um, I didn't even pick a movie for my 2020. What the fuck? I picked a TV show. Okay, uh, that's fair. That's fine. I picked Lovecraft Country. Um, for don't my spoil, prop of the year, don't spoil anything. I don't. won't. What I will say is, there is Mark. You saw two episodes, I think. Uh-huh. There is a comic book and a novel in that that are like actually they're they're physically in Lovecraft Country. He finds a comic book and a novel, and they are both such important props that come up again and again, and eventually tie the whole story together to the extent. The bonkers ass story that is Lovecraft Country could be tied together in any coherent fashion, but they can continue to come back up and play an important role and are really interesting. So that's what I gave it to. All right, fair enough. I cannot weigh in on this because, as you said, I watched two episodes and then stopped because I kind of bounced off of it. So maybe I'll get back to it. I don't know. It's 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 it it, it's a you. really weird show because the first four episodes are all wildly different in tone. And kind of anth- anth- 
anthological. They're kind of an anthology in terms of the kind of horror they want to be. Uh, they're just doing wildly different things. And then it, like, kind of halfway through the season is like, now we're not paying homage to other kinds of horror. Now we're just doing our own thing. It's it's a very weird situation. Huh. All right. Who goes next? Uh, Jake. Yeah, I do. I feel like I could have given this to pick weapon from VFW because they <laughs> yeah, had, they yeah, had the that dynamite thing. tennis balls. Yeah, I mean they had that thing like from Dust Till Dawn and, where you basically yeah, have exactly. a weapon. Exactly. And we all gave sequence. it to Dust from Dust Till Dawn, yeah. I think, that year. But I, I so I might still, if you guys won't allow this <laughs> as a quote unquote prop, but I'm what about Haley's Zoom Room in host? Like the zoom room as a prop. That's kind of a prop, right? Or am you know I stretching it, it too far? Sell it I'll to give, me. No, I'll give it to you. No, I'm not willing to go there yet. Sell it to me. Convince me this thing's a prop. <laughs> so a prop needs to be the possession of someone that they utilize in the film, correct? And this know. is sure. the possession. Yes. This is her Zoom room. Like, we deal with this every single time we ever record, where it's like, Jack, fuck, you got to send us a Zoom room, Zoom room link. And... The whole point, of, or not the whole point, but the th- like the thrust of this movie, everything is delivered through that prop. Like it's her Zoom property that you are ingesting the movie through, and that everyone else is experiencing all of the horrors that happen to them. To me, that's a prop. It's a surprisingly good pick. It is a surprisingly good. It's an upsettingly good pick. I I would have been. I think I was. I would have been closer had you been trying to convince me that this was a set, but I do mm. whatever. It's fine. I think it's kind of a prop. It's a digital I, I, prop, I'm, which I'm is I'm weird. Voting yes, I'm voting yay. I, I, yeah, it's I'll it's weird, but it's novel, right? Yeah, you're getting okay. Good. With it. I Thank you. Thank novel you. is necessarily weird. I'm going with Haley's Zoom Room and host. But notably, that is not your nominee for movie we podcasted about. I mean, I'm just you know I'm I'm putting them in places I can put them, Mark. That, that was an make answer. Any sense. It did of of a sort. Mark. Okay. Uh, not to bring up we summon the darkness again, but it was my runner up. Uh, the outboard boat motor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun little thing to walk around with. Um, you'll get it when you see it. Everybody should go watch that movie because it is charming and. It delightful. was super fun. Yeah. Really good. Th- that is fun that movie. is just yeah. th- that is the fun prop of the year yep. award. Um. The other one, neither of you guys have seen this movie. This is my actual uh, nominee for the category, which is The Possessed Weave from Bad Hair. Okay. Obviously, this is sort of quintessential to the f- like functioning of the movie. This is how the thing works. Um, and it's, uh, like, it drives the whole movie. What's this interesting come up is in you can't when say why this is a great movie. prop without spoiling the movie, right? Because like I want to know if there's like a creature in that weave or if it's possessed or if something, but I don't think you can say that without spoiling it. I literally just said the possessed weave. That was the name oh, of did. the prop. You did, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, continuing I mean, to not listen to Mark. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. You can go back and listen to that podcast that just dropped in our regular feed, listener. Uh, to l- hear a little bit more about how much I liked uh, Bad Hair, but it's a it's it's a B it's a self-referential B movie that knows what it's doing and creates a ton of fun out of how insane this specific prop that grows into an entire narrative device is. I love that. Yeah, I mean that's what you'd pick here, right? And that's going to take us into movies we've reviewed on the podcast and i think i'm still first yeah yeah same category 
You know what? I I had to fight with myself real hard to not give it to the yachtin from the ritual. I had to convince myself that's not a prop on like a number. Yeah, that's not a prop. Not I a would prop. not have that's given a full that on character. I didn't do it. I'm saying. Oh my I didn't god. Do it. That would have been a much harder thing to defend than my fucking zoom room. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it to the amulet from the amulet. <laughs> okay. Or amulet? I don't know. It's I'll just amulet. second this. I'll go second. I also gave it to the amulet. It's from it's amulet without a the. Okay. Yep. And this is a movie that is entirely dependent on the prop, right? He finds yeah. this amulet yep. that is of a goddess of some variety, and then the end of this movie descends into abject chaos revolving entirely around they created a whole flesh room in the shape of this weird ass amulet. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean it is two things two things going for this pick. One, the name of the fucking movie is the name of the prop. The, prop. the name of the prop. <laughs> That, I happen. love this yeah. pick. I kind of and, wish I had it. And two, uh, the I don't think the amulet would be as nearly as important if the movie didn't resolve the way it did, which it didn't have to, mm-hmm. right? It resolves, and if you listen to our podcast, you know this. If you didn't listen to our podcast, then maybe go back and watch the movie or listen to the podcast, whatever. Eh. You're so deep right now. Probably, probably passable, whatever. Uh, but they actually turn the prop into a character, which is an important thing for them to realize the visual design of like the whole movie and yep. like punchline of it. Yep. And yeah, I, like I said, this was also my pick. So good work, Jack. You did it's it. one you like did where good. we didn't know whether they made the amulet and worked the prop out or worked the, the scene out backwards from the amulet or made that scene and worked, made the amulet based on that scene. Like we, I, I don't know which one of those they did, but they did one or the other. Now you've, now that you've introduced this question, I'm going to lose sleep over figuring out which one was the chicken, which one was. Well, the you're one. never going to know, so don't do that. I'm going to start a letter writing campaign. Really, that's the choice. Yes, but the chicken and okay. the egg question's dumb, right? Because the first time a change in DNA happened, it happened in the egg. So the egg necessarily came first, or whatever. You're Maybe it happened the in the chicken. No, it didn't. Chicken it had to lay the egg. The, chicken... the, the DNA doesn't change within the egg, Jack. No, the DNA Once... changes in the offspring when you lay an egg. The egg is different DNA than the parent chicken. Right. If, right, if right, a change right. happened. The, it... the egg hasn't laid yet. The DNA change happens the... during insemination. Then there is an egg that happens and gets pooped out. Well, a lot of the DNA happens during gestation. This is I'm, a dumb I'm argument. I'm not that familiar with the gestation patterns of poultry. I don't think we should I'll learn continue to it. talk about the gestation patterns of poultry. I think we should continue I, to move along. I think, I, I think we we need to go on a deep dive on the word cloaca. Patcast. <laughs> <laughs> Patcast on cloacas. Our patrons soon. are fucking they're they're unsubscribing. Everybody yeah, unsubscribes. We've lost every patron except for the one pervert weirdo we have named Larry. <laughs> oh Larry. Don't worry. He's going to come Larry's, up later. Larry's taking his pants off. He's coming up later. He's coming up later. We mentioned Cloaca, and he got an erection instantly. <laughs> He's coming up later. Okay, it's someone else's turn. Someone talk about... It's, yeah, it's mine. Mark, it's you mine. and I agreed. It's mine. I gave it I gave it to the handcuffs in Gerald's game. Oh, oh yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's not a lot more to say here. I mean, it is integral to that film existing, to the story existing <laughs> that then they made the film. <laughs> the concept of degloving, notably, is the villain of the year. Yeah, you know? <laughs> concept of degloving. The threat of being degloved could not have existed without those handcuffs, you know what I mean? No, the handcuffs are tremendous. I, it, it, They do a lot of work as well because they are both like what is literally holding her to that bed. And it's really like the shackles that she has been living with for her entire life because of the abuse, sorry, spoilers, the Whoa. abuse she, that she endured as a child like that. It's Man, a great you're prop. You're so deep. It's a great prop. 
It's a fan theory. It is great. It is a great prop. It's not a fan theory. That's just what happened. Okay. Cool. Agree to disagree. Oh, oh my God, really? <laughs> I mean, that is what's what next? happened. Okay. What's next? Okay. What the fuck? Let's talk more about cloacas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get back to that. The next category is the BoobTube Award for Best Horror Series, parenthetically, any extracurricular. This is something we saw that was a serialized entry, be it on Shudder or on general television or whatever. Who's first? Yes. Who went first? Jack yes, went first last time. You get a pick. Uh, Jake goes first this time. Sure. I mean, so, question. <laughs> sure. If I gave this to a series that I watched last year and then I watched that series again this year, could I give it to that series again this year? Yeah, sure. If I no. What? I mean, what the it, fuck? It didn't come out in 2020? <laughs> and you didn't I feel watch like, it for okay, the first so time that's, in That's exactly right, Jack. I feel like this has to be a 2020 series, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I would I watch Chernobyl again this year, and I would <laughs> just, give it... Chernobyl's just going to dominate this category I would give it to that every year, probably, because it's like the best thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. It's so fucking good. Uh, what I gave... I mean, what I gave it to is Bly Manor, because it's still a very that's the good... only other one you watch? Yeah, I don't like... I, yes... It actually that is correct, uh, but it is good. I only pick the ones that I know are going to resonate Bly with Manor's me. Manor's Jack, uh, weigh in on this with me when I talk to Jake, who I meant to address in the first place. Oh Jake. my god! <laughs> nice diversion, dude. What the fuck is that? I'm getting I'm getting better and better at hiding my inown ability to. I mean, you know, you. after like 15 years, I would think whatever. We're moving on. Uh, Jake, what didn't you watch? A bunch of Shutter series on like cursed movies and stuff. Did, I, watched, I watched cursed films. Yeah, but films. it's different. Jake it's, watch uh, films. it's different. Jake, did you watch cursed films? I watched cursed films. It's we talked about cursed films on a podcast. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's also okay. I mean, you can not, you can still pick Bly Manor above cursed this, but that's specifically like the type of thing that this category is for. Yes, and I think that Bly Manor is a better piece of work. Okay, cool. Go, 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 I, I, go, go, like go, it's go, still go. it's still a good. It's good. It's enjoyable to watch. I just didn't like it nearly as much as Hill House. I mean, I agree. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't have only one thing because I knew for a no, fact I, I watched, one thing. Yeah, no, I, I watched three series this year. One was Chernobyl again, which went when. Uh, another was Cursed Films, which I really didn't consider. But now that you mentioned that, uh, I get it. I still would give it to Bly Manor. Okay. Okay. There you go. Great, nice. Jake, pick. <laughs> yeah, who goes next? Sorry, I was drinking my beer, you know. That's like the whole point of the podcast. Um, Mark, you can go ahead. I gave it to The Outsider. Okay. This was one that came out so on So did I. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So I love that The Outsider uh, supplanted Lovecraft Country because I can weigh in on one of those. I was sure he was going to say Lovecraft Country. I kind of no, thought the, so too, frankly. Yeah. And I think I, The Outsider is a better, better show. And Jake, if you are able, I think you would enjoy The Outsider. It's I mean, I'm only able well by borrowing the fucking HBO stuff, which we have you done. Still before. have my HBO login. I, I mean, like, that's in... how I watch Chernobyl again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel like you can say that I watched Chernobyl again and then say it's too hard to log into HBO to watch this other shit. <laughs> really? You don't think I can say that? Because I think He's I going think that to. is a difficult line for you to walk. So here's the Mr. deal, Mark. Ziggy I watched Chernobyl again, but it's just so hard to log into HBO. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jackass. Yeah, uh, I will grant you that it is hard to log into HBO and not watch Chernobyl. Thank you. That's actually the point I was trying to make. Okay, fine. So we got there. The Outsider, not to bury the lead here, is I think the best horror series that came out this year. I, I mean, 
there's so much to talk about on this one. It is a 10-episode arc. Yep. yep. Um, it's obviously uh, headlined by Jason Bateman at the beginning. He is an EP. Karen Kusama directs episode six. Oh, hell yeah. I remember this a now. A quite incredible one. I mean... It's funny to see the creative license that the individual directors lead to the, lend to this one, where uh, this is kind of one of those series where each... I think there's two episodes directed by most of the directors, and then Karen Kusama only did one. And then I think Jason Bateman did the first one, if I'm I think Jason correctly. Bateman did the first and the last. Maybe that was it. This is a Stephen King story. Uh, my wife read the book before she watched it with me and kept hitting me when I didn't think anything was happening and I was like trying to take notes. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know what's fucking about to happen? And then she's like, just pay attention to this specific scene because it's important. And I'm like, what are you psychic? And then something would happen. I'd be like, what the, what is happening? And she'd be like, I read the book and I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. This was entertaining. It was intense. It was fun to watch. It's no Chernobyl. But it is quite good, and everybody Nothing should go Chernobyl. see the outside. It's okay. Let's talk about how fucking good HBO's doing at programming. Oh, like, my God. They're on a heater, in the, Jack. In the last year, Chernobyl, The Outsider, and Lovecraft Country, I all And fucking, The Watchmen. I hey, love... hey, hey, throw The Watchmen out there, too. The Watchmen, the Watchmen is not a horror show. It's not a horror show. I mean, I the feel like if you're throwing mark. in... Yeah, I'm whatever. I'm going to throw that out there, too. It yeah, obviously, The Watchmen's like the best show they've ever fucking made. It's so fucking good. It's not I mean, yeah, I've HBO has long been on a heater, dude. We could keep going back in time from that. You haven't even talked about The Flight Attendant starring Kaylee Cuoco no, yet, Mark. Yeah, that's the best God one. God damn it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Give me a moment. Oh, we haven't even uh, brought up Barry, which is definitely not... Never mind, sorry. Barry's like one of the best shows ever. Okay, we got Barry's move on. amazing. I'm we're, so we're, glad you like this. Barry. Is this is not the intent of the podcast? The Outsider. Uh, the Outsider is my nominee. <laughs> I I fully agree with this, and I loved The Haunting of Bly Manor. I think I liked it better than Haunting of Hill House, and I no liked way. It. Yeah, I, that's wrong. Whatever you just is, said was wrong. I I've watched The Haunting of Hill House three times, and I've only watched Bly Manor once, so I need to go give it another shot. But um, not give it another shot. I I'll watch it again. To see I don't like well. binging, and I had to binge Hill. House, uh, yeah, Blind Manor. I had to keep going back to. Like, I had to like make sure that I didn't stop watching it. <laughs> exactly, Blind Manor. <laughs> Blind Manor to me, and we'll come back to this in a moment. But Blind Manor to me was homework, where Hill House was compelling. Yep, I get you. No, I, I get you. But and and w- but what I mean is, this is the Outsider is above all of those, and and I I I loved all sure. of those. I loved yeah. Lovecraft Country too, but. The Outsider is so fucking good. The way they did that kind of noir esque, um, like cinematography and consistent tone throughout it, really, really slow building, but never boring to watch. Just fucking nailed it. They also did a really interesting job adapting the book, um, because it's a hard like book to make a ten. It would have been a better movie than it would have been a ten part series about but they mark to, to your point there's i think you're right there are two directors that directed a single episode each and those ones are kind of filler in terms of like the things that actually drive the narrative forward and karen kusama's is like that it, it, it shouldn't be filler because it's amazing but it is i mean it doesn't like do anything to drive the plot forward but well it kind of i mean it does because the narrative obviously gets driven forward every single episode but to to your point jack i think the thing you're trying to say is Karen Kusama's episode makes a significant narrative shift about a car turning left. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, it's the, so fascinating. And, it's just, and that is the most captivating, as well it should be, the most captivating episode, like, part of that episode. And when it happens, you're just like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. But they did a really, really good job adapting the story into a 10-part series. And yeah. it's, it's fucking great to watch. I also, the title sequences are so cool. I still don't really know what they are. The, like, creeping osmosisy purple liquid into sand or whatever the fuck they have for the, like, title <laughs> sequences are weird. You know, just... I don't know if, you got, if either of you guys have watched Silicon Valley or not. Oh yes, uh, yeah, but do you remember the the dude they keep bringing in to do the design of the box? And he's and whenever he meets somebody, he's like, "We have to establish an aesthetic vocabulary," and he just plays like a beat over like cheetahs running and stuff. <laughs> That's what I get out of out of that. I, the, the, totally, yeah, the intro segment does not do anything for like, me on it, Outsider, but oh really? Okay, no, it really worked for me. It was like if you took that and made it not an asshole move, like oh shit, this stuff actually works. Uh, well, I think that's kind of the joke of Silicon Valley is like you kind of do need to do this but also the process of doing this is so fucking absurd and stupid that you do have to participate in it art's ugly up close Mark you know what I mean yeah exactly <laughs> it's all just brush strokes man anyway no I, pick, I picked the outsider that mo- that show is fucking great I don't think they should do a second season I'm I also I, I really want to say I think it's really fucking cool that Holly Gibney's character they picked a black woman um for it's never specifically specifically described that she's like a white woman in Stephen King's books. She's a recurring character throughout a lot of his stories, but like she's definitely white in Stephen King's mm-hmm. books because it's Stephen King. Uh, so really fucking cool that they made Holly Gibney a black woman. Um, awesome, and and she slayed it. Holly Gibney's a much bigger role in the series than in the book, and that was a really good choice. Yeah, I'll, I mean, and yep. Yeah. I, I have literally nothing else to add here. I think we've pontificated enough. I feel like I've been talking for like 15 straight minutes. That's because you have? <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. been monitoring it. It's pretty close. <laughs> Jake immediately stopped talking and just started a stopwatch. I mean, okay. yes. Well, you guys keep talking. I'm going to take another shot. Oh, okay. my God. That's going to take us to our next category. Jack, you better hurry up because you did go first last time, if I remember correctly. So you have yeah, to pick he did. Him. He has to give the person. He has to. He has well, to give the gift, the holiday gift. I poured. To go first. This, I poured. What's our next category? This is the "Where Have You Been All My Life" award for best review of the year of a movie that you hadn't seen yet. Oh well, so Mark, this is a movie first, that we but... touched on as a full episode that you had not seen yet. Yep. You're going first for this one, you saucy minx. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I am because I don't. I don't know where you guys are going to fall on this one. Cheers, buddy. To 2022, um, I gave it to Perfect Blue. This was did you say a, 2022, by the way. No, yeah, I did no, say 2022. So the first time we, the first time blue. we cheers, it was 2020. The second time we cheers, it was 2021, and he oh. cheers us again. That I'm one was just getting scared at the prospect of. Okay, I don't want to do it. Yeah, we're oh, aging. Perfect Blue. We're aging blue. as we're, as we're doing this. Perfect Blue. Um, I gave this to Perfect Blue. This was a movie that was a recurring yeah. um, recommendation to me by one of my close friends at work. Um, he wanted me to watch this and weigh in on it. And going into it, I had no idea what to expect. And then it was sort of transcendent, I guess would be the word. Like I don't watch a lot of this type of a, we don't watch a lot of animation to begin with B when I do watch animation, it is not of this oeuvre and C anime. Yeah. This thing has, uh, like ripples that go out into American cinema for, for decades, right? We talked about this a lot on that episode. And going back and actually watching this, like, source material was super informative and really goddamn fun and entirely fresh experience. So 
I don't think a lot of people have seen this one because obviously it's like some weird obscure anime from 1996. But damn, that was a good time. Man, I enjoyed that one. I I, I agree with you. I will say that having seen this and now hearing about Aronofsky talk about it after having watched the Black Swan, it makes the Black Swan a lot worse for me. <laughs> it's like, true. Just, like, just him talking about, like, it wasn't an influence on me. I just had to buy all the rights to everything. And it wasn't That's an so So that I could make the same movie and change a few things. But it wasn't an influence, <laughs> damn it. But <laughs> fucking hate. He's such an asshole. Uh, I mean, no well, one is arguing that Aronofsky is not an asshole. Yeah, it was not. I don't nah, even nah, think nah, Aronofsky's nah, nah. arguing that. <laughs> Mark, who's going next? Uh, Jake is. Yeah, Baskin for me. Uh, Baskin is the little movie that could. Like I thought I you had re- seen this before. I had not seen this before. I had. Go back to the uh, podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, for me, it's Baskin. Like This does a lot of the things that I enjoy. I, I love watching movies that are, that are different, that are trying something, that are going for it, that are utilizing all of the possible resources that they can. And that's exactly what this is. I mean, they produced a really commendable and scary movie with a lot of like cringe-inducing moments. See my kill of the year on basically like it's kind of hard to look at, but basically like nothing. I don't know. Their budget was not high for this movie. Um, I was pretty blown away when you consider where they started, based on what I know. And I'm super happy that I saw it finally. I mean, I, like I would agree. Pick. It's yeah, not man, in the same. It's not in the same stratosphere for me as Perfect Blue, but sure. I had also not seen it, and now that it's under my belt, I have already recommended it to the weird close circle of people at work <laughs> that I know like <laughs> horror movies. Yep. I went a different direction with this. I picked Underwater for this movie. Okay. okay. It's Where have so... you been in my life? Well, it was released this year, so cool. Yeah, Well, but it was so <laughs> fucking weird, and I've never seen a movie that does as much work as this does to be a pretty traditional creature feature with something big is out in the depths and then just have it end with like, here's fucking <laughs> he's there. Yeah. Here you go. I should, we, I got him. Yeah. Go ahead Jack, and bleep that one later. Jack bleep that. Uh, except maybe not. We're drunk enough. Um, but dude, we told people it was going to be spoilery. Yeah, exactly. And the, honestly, like it's not, that much and of a spoiler. That's really not the reason. Like you, why would you care about watching that movie? If for this, it's just yeah. At the, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, it's that's just, a set piece movie yeah. for a movie that's like about trying to survive deep underwater with no resources and like broken equipment. Like just for it to end with like, no, there's an actual here who's gonna fuck all your shit up. Well, it's and also, like, and, and also, if we're going that route, like this movie literally starts with that exact same scene with slightly different species involved. So, yeah. I mean, let's not all pretend like this wasn't exactly what we were all thinking was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't expect an actual... Now, j- I'll say that. I mean, and I don't think you got an actual... I don't no, know. you got a literal... Okay, like, you fine, got a... Fine. You got a... The first time H.P. Lovecraft's works was pictural picturalized pictorialized in the 40s. The first time that they drew a cover for it and released it. You got that silhouette. Okay. Like the the. Wings. At some point, I kind of think we should do an underwater viewing together if we can. I kind of think be a we fun should. <laughs> That'd be very good. Um. So I because it's just like it was delightful. It's a pretty good movie. That's kind of funny. Kristen Stewart's really good. 
I I still like I still find TJ Miller very charming, but I don't want to. Aside from um, yeah, exactly. That TJ Miller is so fucking problematic, and the problematic nature of him is that he is infinitely charming and wonderful, and also a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> calling it bomb threats for no fucking reason. Uh, <laughs> I, it's very hard to wed those two things together. I mean, those but are. He is, Whatever. He's still very charming, and the movie works because of him and his weird stuffed animal. Um, and it's got, like, even in a movie about being trapped underwater, there are still scenes where they're like, we have to go now more underwater and swim <laughs> through this broken down tunnel. It's like, okay, I'm double underwater now. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, I love that is the part that's so Hollywood about this is like, we're already underwater, but we have to go pause for dramatic effect. More underwater. underwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But god uh, damn it! It's such a good movie. <laughs> it, it, it's really good. It's, it's delightful. Fine. It's really charming. Okay. It's so dumb and wonderful. And Kristen Stewart's very pretty, also, and like wearing underwear for most of the thing. I mean, what? she's wearing underwear for, for like four seconds, the first two minutes, and then the last eighteen minutes, what? she's wearing underwear for most of it. Hmm. She pulls it. She pulls a Ripley. I do not recall this. Yes. Okay. When she gets to like, there's like a sub base she gets to that's abandoned, and then the whole end. And then of immediately it, oh, takes yeah. her pants off, as you do. No, her pants are off from the get go. She takes her pants off in the first scene when they get ripped. Well, and then right. Puts on... But then you're you're in like a spacesuit, but it's an underwater. Yeah. But then suit. she like three different times goes to places where the spacesuit doesn't need to be there, and she ignores putting. pants It's pretty problem. Like you know what's problematic is that we named our dog Ripley, and now when you say pull a Ripley, I just anticipate that someone is like ripping a tremendous amount of ass because that's basically what I equate with pulling a Ripley at this point because our dog <laughs> pull a Ripley is just far- pulling a, like just planting a lot of dog farts oh my god it ruined it <laughs> it was a bad it, just, can, also, just get, get like think you need to think more listeners unlike, when you're naming unlike, your animals unlike Ripley or, uh, Kristen Stewart's character is not like wearing exploitative lingerie underwear throughout this thing. Is that? I don't she's think wearing... I don't think that Ellen Ripley is wearing exploitative lingerie. Uh, she's you wearing should... panties. Not... No, she's she's wearing pretty sexy underwear. They're Mark. not that sexy, dude. They're pretty sexy. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Get... This is a, 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 a lose lose conversation. It's a chicken so I don't have and it. cloaca situation. Mark. Oh my god. No, literally nothing is like that. <laughs> That's not a conversation that anyone has ever had. Okay, well, let's talk about uh, <laughs> what's next. Uh, the Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence Award for a movie that did something that didn't fit into a category. Oh, yes. This is where I put the Love Witch. I'm going first here. Okay. Jake, okay. this is where I put the Love Witch. Sure. I mean, it was my pick, but cool. That's fine. Okay, so you both pick the same thing again. That's fine. No, 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 no. What I'm saying was I got to choose who got to go first, and, oh, and Jack just shit, totally, okay. uh, totally submarined me. That's fine. Well, go he ahead, picked Jack. the Love Witch. This is a movie I want to talk about more. This movie is <laughs> really has so much love and care poured into it, and it's so impressive. And I don't want to talk about it in any other context. Yeah, it's, it's such a it's weird so, thing. It's, it's so tough because the movie sucks so hard, but they did such like an incredible thing that you kind of do need to mention it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they worked so hard to make something they knew like the ceiling was like a six on. <laughs> the ceiling is like a five or a four. I don't know. It'll find an audience with the people who are like film buffs. 
Sure. Which I do not think we fall into that category. No, but like, fuck no. I think I think we are intellectually capable of understanding they did a good. But oh yeah. The overall package was not an entertaining or recommendable experience to almost anyone out there. Yep. Fully agree. Yeah, but I want to talk about that more. Also, the other one here for me was Sea Fever, um, just because. Fuck, that movie's fucking cool and poignant for the times, though I don't think it was trying. It couldn't have been trying to be. Um, cool movie, though. Cool. Good talk. So your your interpretation of this is just the movies that you want to have talked about that you didn't, you weren't able to shoehorn <laughs> into other categories? I, I yes. think that's literally the call of the question, yes. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. I just wanted to understand where you were coming from on this one. That's that, where I came that's from, where, is things that, I want to talk place. about that I couldn't talk about mm-hmm. elsewhere. Okay, I mean, I think that's fine. There's a lot of X Factor that goes into weighing in on these things, and they a lot of times there's there's these like Sophie's Choice-type cuts of you're just like, yeah, I can't talk about Sea Fever in immersion, even though it's really fucking good, but we but, reviewed Jaws this year. But then there was also like Love Witch, where it's like, I, that, I didn't even consider it for any of the categories, but I do want to talk about it. The Love Witch is, <laughs> is, is a 10 out of 10 for the things that it chooses to do, and then like a 0 out of 10 <laughs> for every <laughs> other normal category for weighing in on a movie. Mark, why don't you tell me what you did with this category? I don't like that you're taking over this this role because it was my role to give. And the well, fir- it's my pick. I went last. You see, I hate you. I hate you so goddamn much. Keep making me take shots. I gave this to okay. uh, the platform. <laughs> I, do you want to do a shot? Are we? Are we, should we have shots? Let's have shots. I Fuck gave- yeah, we're having shots. No, now I heard <laughs> you. Shots. Dr- you shots. literally just said it, Mark. You're trapped. You're trapped. Okay. You're trapped. trapped. You're trapped. trapped. You're trapped. Here we go. Cheers, buddy. You're trapped. You're trapped. You're trapped. I gave this to the platform. I'm glad that Jake, you brought this up earlier. Yes, sir. The platform is. I think if I were to put a category on this one, it would be most unique concept, which is something that I've kind of wanted to introduce into this awards show for a while now, but. Why in not? In any case, we haven't done that so yet. Do. So do. This is where I'm putting it. Okay. The platform is... The reason that this movie is as good as it is is because of the concept as a whole. Jake, you said earlier that this was similar to The Cube, and it's the exact same thing in the that cube. regard. Where is, yeah, The Cube? cube. Isn't that a The? Cube. Cube? Mark, okay, no, fine. that's cheers, just cheers. Cube. Cheers, that's take your, your shot. Cheers, take your shot. Boys. It's just Cube. Just, just cube. Love you both. 2023. Mm-hmm. Just cube. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Cause think about the cube, hypercube, the cube. Okay, well, six. platform then, not the, the platform. Yeah. Sure. Whatever the hell <laughs> this movie is. Damn it, called. you're as bad as Jack now. I'm now I'm actively fucking with you on the Okay. I mean well, it's succeeding. Though. It's you're succeeding. I know it's it's yeah. Okay. okay. Anyways, platform. Best original concept. That's what I'm giving it for. You guys are hell bent against letting me talk about this thing. And we've already talked about it. Say so. more about it. Cool. No, I agree. It's I think it's tremendous. It's a great sci fi movie. Yeah. It's so goddamn fun. It just happens to be in Spanish, but as soon as you turn it on, you kinda of forget about it. I mean I because said of it was how well the movie no flows. Shit. You forget about it because it's super immersive and that's why I gave it that award. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jack, you have not seen the platform yet. Correct. I okay, think I'll take you note should. of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you about. Give that me in a moment. Minutes. You're gonna have yeah. like four recommendations at the end of this episode. It's gonna be pretty bad. Uh, my that turn, I guess. Jake, no one... I think is the only one left. <laughs> I'm the only one left. Jack um, just went. Yeah. For me, this is a movie from this year. It's it's scare me. 
this movie is interesting. Okay. And yeah, Love we talked this. about it recently. The, the interesting thing that this does and the hook of this movie is Mark put it perfectly. And I haven't really like I haven't been doing research, but I haven't like seen anything that discusses this is this is an anthology movie that is done via people just telling each other scary stories in a cabin during a storm, which is really interesting. And it sounds like pretty boring. And this does enough as they go through their stories to make it continue to be interesting. I haven't seen a movie like this. I don't know. This was the most novel thing in that regard. This movie is one of a kind. Yeah. And I really respected it for that. Like, it's not without its faults, but in terms of something that is a little bit different than what I've seen, Scare Me definitely fit that bill. Yeah. I, this is That's a great award for this category. And thank you for bringing this one up. I, Scare Me is a very fun movie, and it is weird as hell yeah <laughs> so super fun kudos. super funny like love the just spooky stories in a, on a stormy night in a cabin like everything that it has going for it i really enjoy and i think it's a good one to put on like when you just want a good laugh and a fun time uh i i don't know i haven't seen anything much like it to be wow. honest wow all right, I like it. Boys, Mark, what is our next category? Our next category is the Wusses Are People 2 Award for Notable Horror-ish Movie. I want to go first for this one. Well, you can't keep just volunteering yourself. <laughs> he can. He can, keep do- can. he can keep volunteering himself. It doesn't mean we have to allow it. Well, that's too... Vetoed! Okay. Oh, shit. okay, Mark, did Jake, you want to go first? What was the deal? No, I, Jake wants to go first. What? I didn't have a strong opinion whatsoever. You want me to go first? Jake vetoed me to go do a thing he didn't want to do. No, it's fine. I look. I I'll <laughs> go first. I'll go first. You want me to? You want me to punch hard with this one? Invisible Man. Should that be my award? What the fuck? <laughs> it's a joke, Jack. It's about how the second half was basically a superhero movie, and it wasn't really horror at all. Uh, uh... Yeah, it's not my actual award. I just wanted to get that jab in for a second time because you didn't like it when I gave it on the actual podcast. I gave this to Extraordinary, which if you actually Google it, it lists itself as being like comedy fantasy. But like this is a like it's it's horrorish for sure. It's on the horror list for this year. I mentioned it on a, it'll be the last podcast that dropped at the point in time this comes out because I just watched it. Uh, this is a movie that is primarily just like British humor and it pulls in all the tropes from horror where you're like thinking about like all the old exorcism movies that influence the genre so much. You're thinking about like ghost busting. You're thinking about, uh, well, like Jake, small town makes cults. me feel good is the thing busting about makes me. Busting makes me feel good. Not ghost busting, but just <laughs> wow. Busting. That was a good call and response. Yeah, it was good. Uh, was it? <laughs> anyway, this is this is to me no. definitively horish, and it's you. All you need to do is like do a quick Google search for it. Like this does not list itself as horror, but it is definitely pulling on all of the horror tropes, and it's one of the top okay. listed horror movies of the year. There you go. Who's going next? I don't fucking know. Jack? I've been vetoed. You're, I don't know what's happening. You're taking yeah. over. Jack, Jack goes next. Here's why I wanted to go first with this. Oh one. my god! Because I was recently expressly asked if this movie was a horror movie. Oh, you I gave said, it to him. Yes, it man. is. Um, uh, but uh, it, I I was <laughs> no, having a hard time thinking about other other 
horror-ish movies. I couldn't come up with any others that I'd watched. Okay. Um, so I gave it to Horse Girl. I do still think this is a horror movie, Mark. Okay, why, why what? are you coming after me, man? Because you're the one who expressly asked me, now, is this a horror movie? Like a few days ago. Oh? I didn't okay. I didn't need to do any of this preamble. Okay, cool. Horse Girl is the best. Yeah. Get it does. Spiel, man. Okay, so same thing as me, Jack. It does list itself as a drama. Yeah. Uh, and I it, it's uh, I mean this is Allison Bree being a woman losing touch with reality. Um it's it's really really interesting. It's really character driven. It's a really good movie. Um it's you know, it's not the scariest movie you're ever going to watch. I think this is a really good movie. It's just really weird as shit. <laughs> <laughs> a movie called Horse Girls really weird, huh? Weird. Al- Allison Brie does a <laughs> I can't wait to un- watch surprisingly tremendous job. Yeah, I mean Allison Brie is fantastic and super cute. Agreed. How do you how did you watch this one? I don't know, Mark. This was like two weeks ago. What the fuck do you want from me? It, I think it's on Netflix, but I <laughs> you don't. You know, I was assuming know. you took notes or something. It's available to stream generally point. everywhere. It, it. I mean, for sure. It's, if you can hear, listener, he's frantically typing in the background. I, you won't be able to hear it. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Okay. Cool. I was right. It's on Netflix. Um, it's look. It's really good. Um, it is. Uh, about a woman's psychological breakdown. Yeah. Uh, it's a How did you get this much more drunk in the last ten seconds from when we took our bathroom? I had I had two shots before you guys took the most recent shot with me. Okay, okay, that's a that's fair. I that's think fair, I think you'll find that this is actually just there. like this is a horror movie because it's basically about her life after marrying Dave Franco. Probably, I haven't seen it. And I'm guessing that's what it is. That's it's 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 how I would guess I would behave where i married today yep okay so that, great i'm loving i'm loving it i'm loving it um i also mark this is my second to last lagunitas <laughs> this is my second to last Lega, Le, legozamo <laughs> it's my I, second to this last whole joke that was introduced before we started this episode is i have no way to respond to it and i don't care for it yep <laughs> fact <laughs> i mean legozamos are good beers and John Leguizamo is a has, good actor. Why are we? It has, why are it has the same number of syllables? Dude, dude Loganitas is good beer, and John Leguizamo is a good actor. That's why. Yes, yeah, so that's works. what Mark said. Yeah, so we're all we're all on the same page here. Yeah, you we're just can't pronounce the actual brewery name. Like Lagunitas. Name. No, I mean it's wrong. Like we're not doing this again. <laughs> well, he was doing a bit there. So. I, mean, I don't might know not if I be, was, though. Jack. <laughs> Jack, the, him doing a bit and him not doing a bit yield the same result. Can we move on, please? Okay, check this out. Hold on, I got two Rainiers to open. I here. don't I need you to open two Rainiers. Why would you open two at the same time? That's a sacrilege. Because I'll get through them here pretty quick. But uh, you should not do that. Okay, Mark, can you just please save us? <laughs> okay, my runner-up for the year, which is my actual nominee, is. Love and Monsters, because just like you guys said, this one is not tagged with horror. If you go to the yep. IMDb webpage, it's... What do you mean you runner-up, which is your actual nominee? It is action-adventure comedy. Because it's my, not his actual... My number one... I mean, I would like to humbly propose that the entire fucking year of 2020 probably should just fit into this category. Oh, I know this is where you're doing your says, bit. You've been workshopping this during, internally, haven't you? Wait, horror-ish? Yeah. 2020 is abject horror. Then that's and that's where we get into things, you know. What? What? All right, we're mixing. It <laughs> what? <up. laughs> Hold on. What? Yeah. Um, 
What do you mean, what? I, I mean, what? It's We are not in a horror movie, but clearly 2020 was a bit of a nightmare scene. I thought you guys would be more on board with me on this one. Then? I, I don't what know why currently? it's not abject horror. I think it... <laughs> I mean, Mark, we're agreeing with you and. We're yes-anding you. Thank like, you. This Thank is not you. So just horror. yes-and me. If you gave this your 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 horror movie of the year pick, then I would have agreed. Is what it's I'm a, saying. Yeah, it's a good bit in the rock The yeah. horror movie yeah, yeah, of the year is just CNN news. CNN, huh? <laughs> I don't know. BBC? I mean, no, not C- Chris, Chris Hayes is on CNN, and I like him. I find him comforting. What? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That's not where I'm going with this. We're not getting political with it. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I I'm just it. fucking I saying. I already did it. I I News was just Max. about to say. Oh God! In a move in, in a in a world where we had the Australian wildfires. Yeah, that was this all year. Of the, all of the other, yeah, that was February. Oh. All of the other wildfires. We had fucking more murder hornets this year. Yeah, those were di- the. the nah. Yeah, they fizzled. They fizzled. Yeah, they they, really they, fizzled, they wore it up they? to snuff. Yeah, and then you know like. All of the everything else that we... The, that's probably the welcome to horror everyone else wusses our people to award. I'm super that's happy. What I, that's what that was. That, this is what my official nomination Jack, is. Jack, I'm super happy that we actually got the whole. thing that he talked about doing out of him, but it was just in a weird setting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with I'm this. Very, one, I don't remember him talking about it as a bit, so I'm not on board with you, I said at the top of the episode. I, I said at the top of the episode. That. And then two, I don't agree with Mark's take in this being horror. He wanted to go on a he wanted horror. to go on a diatribe about twenty twenty. I don't give a shit what his actual horrorish thing is. I just gave a shit that he did the diatribe, so I'm oh, good. Guys, I'm drunker than I thought. Jake, and now I remember what you're talking about. I didn't realize how drunk I am. Yeah, you dude, you're you're So three. we're getting close you're to at a, least two and a half sheets. We're getting close to a proper omnibus then. It's a complete nightmare for any listener. We're getting there. I'm, the, I'm the, sorry. the problem is I'm not that drunk, and Jack is exceptionally drunk, well, so, so we're going to flip-flop rolls. You must need to do a shot. <laughs> then. I don't know if I have anybody to do a shot with me, though, is the problem. I'll do a shot with you, buddy. No, don't, Jack. Don't. <laughs> you sit one out. You sit one out. Why are you trying to kill me, Jake? God. I'll pull one, I'll, I'll pour one in the background. I'll take it in the next category. Which is going to take us to the next category, which is the sometimes you got to toot your own horn, nah mean award for the best moment of the A to Z horror cast from 2020. Oh, hey, this Hell. is a category that I literally yeah. can't participate in. So yeah, I'm, Jake a, decided he opted to not participate in this. I well, this wasn't. A, I just don't no, know what no. you're talking about. I opted this category into existence this year. This wasn't going to be a thing, but I had a couple of good ones I wanted to talk as, about. As an editor. Can we agree? That, so so we, we need to hold on. We need to have a quick like board of trustees meeting on this one. Is this going to be a category or not a category for a 2021? Sure. Fine. I mean, now that I know it exists, I can think Sure, of- fine. Yes or no, sure. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I guess that's a yes. What do you We're want? We're going to keep this going in 2021. What, then, what do you want? I'm hearing. I like it. I don't know what you want. Okay, also, yay. So, me and me and Jack carry the motion. <laughs> it'll be and, a, it'll be a Patreon poll. And Jake's, and Jake's vote of sure is, is I, I guess, not a the podcast. A what do you, what? <laughs> Christ, yeah, Mark, Jake couldn't ever know. Why would I listen to our He's own podcast? I've already episode. had this conversation once. <laughs> Mark, why don't we start with you? Because I'm, I'm the one who demanded this be a <laughs> okay. thing. Hold, okay. Well, okay. I, that's, that's a weird direction that you went with it, but I kind of appreciate you couldn't throw to yourself. You have two. I have one. 
I have two, and one was less good than hey, the other. Hey, Jack, okay. I'm gonna so anti-throw. We're, we're gonna go. With, we're gonna go with Jack first. We're boomeranging it, and then we're gonna go with Jack to close it out. All right, all right. And look, when you're hearing this on the podcast, it's gonna do There's not a shot happening. Do not. And I'm not involved. No, you need this to just chill. You need to do your bit. No, do your bit. Okay, uh, Jack. I won't drink this until you drink it with me. It's fine. Fuck yeah. Oh fuck! Oh, now, Jake. <laughs> you meant Jake, and you said Jack, and now he's no, gonna try no, to do no, no. I, I got that one right. Jake was doing a shot, and I wasn't gonna do it until Jack was doing it. But then you did it, and so then I did it, and and whatever. I'm fucked. I'm gonna be feel so bad tomorrow. Oh my good god. work, boys. Um, <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna Mark, die. it's only six forty-five. You're fine. <sighs> <laughs> Just don't drink after the episode. It's gonna be fine. So so, boys, I, I've I've got two here and i'm gonna play the first one for you um listener as you hear this it'll be edited in much better but i'm just trying to like play it through skype right now or this through, is for uh, us through zoom this is for yeah. us jake you were bursting at the seams with nitpicks earlier no nope, that more? was the two those are the you two. had one you had <laughs> you no, had i had two gloss? i had two it was the medical things but oh, gauze, gotcha. gauze and a maxi pattern fairly close so whatever one of his nitpicks was from the movie and one of his nitpicks was with himself for not understanding the difference between maxi pads and tampons <laughs> whatever dude mark didn't remember the name of the guy in the movie everyone's brain stops every once in a while i know the difference is one gets like up in there and the other doesn't i know what it is <laughs> go away let's go to ratings <laughs> yeah we gotta go to ratings So, so that's oh boy, <laughs> dude. That's the first clip I wanted to talk about. I loved that so much. Is that VFW? What episode is that from? Um, I had it. I had it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You, you can tell me in a minute. I'm pretty sure that was VFW. I think. I think it was. No, it wasn't VFW. I think that was Gerald's game. It was definitely Gerald's game. Gauze and tampons. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. We can. Craig, this one in post. Uh, yeah. Okay. Solid, <laughs> solid, solid. That's mine. Mark, what you got, buddy? Okay. So in a year, in a year, guys, where I, I, I actually ca- really struggled with this one to come up with like a good timestamp okay. because a lot of our shit <laughs> happened off the air. We had a lot of really fun stuff that I thought we had captured, and then when I went back and tried to find it, it was nearly impossible. So we had the Mr. Bucket <laughs> theme song, which- Jack and I had like a whole moment on listening off air, I guess, before we had started recording when Jake was trying to get beers or something <laughs> where where I had sent the uh, commercial of Mr. Bucket so that we could all listen to it together. And then we did that and it just became part of our now <laughs> podcast, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it happened in a podcast, but then... <laughs> There was a general argument of whether or not Shutter was on a heater that I was desperately trying to find. It's <laughs> on a I heater. Could not. Well, I mean, <laughs> find find it here. Shutter's on a heater, dude. Shutter is on a heater, but Jack does not think Shutter's on a heater. Yeah, Jack's So that was wrong. a whole other thing. But now uh, there was also a there was also a point where. Jack drank a warmed-over peanut syntax stout oh, thing shit. that also was not on the air. That was one of my favorite moments where he Wait. drank it, and within, like, 35 seconds, got sick. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I think a lot of that was on the air. We had to cut like three different times because my mouth got so full of saliva. No, but exactly. We had to cut that much. You did it. I think you probably have the raw files for it, and <laughs> it did not make it to the air, and that is a problem. But also a thing that happened this year. There, there's a lot of stuff from 2020 that I desperately was trying to find and could not find a timestamp for. Instead, this one hit me. So... One of the most fun episodes that I've had recorded this, that we've done recording this year was, uh, I mean, apropos, was a family game night that we did of Jack versus Jake in a game of who could identify the tagline <laughs> of a movie. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. frankly, this- listener, if you're looking at this, this is both a bunch Over. of the ones that were runners up from uh from my favorite like moment of the podcast for the year ended up being podcast content. So maybe go out and check our stuff. But aside from that, here's one that was the end of that trivia contest of name the movie based off of the tagline. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, Jake, you get a guess first, and if you don't get it right, then Jack wins because you're currently down by a yeah, point. Yeah, but if I get it right, I win because I have the half point. That's true. Yeah. Oh okay. fuck! No, so, I hate these half points. No, I disagree with them now. The clue. The clue is, he's chilling and killing. No, I know it. I know it. God damn it! <laughs> Jack Snow. Yay! Except you got Jack the name Steel. wrong, you stupid idiot. It's Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Ah, no, Jack I win. Frost. Jack wins. Jack wins. Jack wins because you said Jack Snow. I've had the right movie twice. I've had the right movie twice. That's fucking (laughs) too bad you don't know it. (laughs) Mark, that was amazing. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Going back and listening to it, he had done that multiple times that episode of saying the. Abjectly wrong name, <laughs> but the right answer. Not In the right. Theory. I mean the right yeah, answer, no. but I got the name wrong. Like, dude, like you knew what I mean. And that's what makes it so fucking good. <laughs> All you had to do was say the right words, and you got it so fucking wrong. You I went mean, with a fucking Game of Thrones character instead. Isn't no? That'd be Jon Snow. I don't even watch. Well, that yeah. Uh, sometimes John is abbreviated Jack. No, it's know? not Jack. Stop it. Jack Kennedy, guy. I don't give a. Fucking shit. That's Jonathan. That's like you go Jonathan to Jack or Jonathan to John. Jonathan Skellington. <laughs> yes. Jonathan Skellington. Is that a rebuttal? I, I, I don't understand what I've you're going for I've lost track of here. what's happening. Uh, Mark, it was fantastic. Good work. Anyways, that was that was my number one moment. My night I of bad luck. Thoroughly, I, you know what? The, the weird thing about this category is I feel like you take like a personal appreciation for the things that you edit when you put it out of your like this is the moment that I, I enjoy this this is the like climax of the episode i edited that one i thought mm. it was I, and i also like obviously wrote the the trivia for that episode yeah and i really enjoyed the way that one escalated and then like had a peak so that I, was that was my favorite for i the love it was you... like it was came down to half a point right yeah. at the end yeah there was like this whole conversation of tie breaks and stuff the jack was really into and then really not into <laughs> and then i got Once the right Mark, answer when it was but working it was for me answers, i was into and then it. jack won it was terrible it was it was the height of uh just pure drama you know <laughs> so what's funny about that is everything you mentioned is correct mark 
and I didn't do any of it. So that leaves us with Jack. <laughs> what else did you have? You had two. I had two because I had two good moments, and both of our moments were from when there. Both of my moments were right before we cut to ratings. Uh-huh. Both, I mean, they're like, always the best because we're we always we were rambling. We're rambling, dude. We're rambling men. We're rambling, rambling. gambling. That first one was pretty short and is pretty funny, but the second one's a little longer. This one's like a minute and a half long. We're going to have to listen to. Okay, okay, okay. But I enjoyed it so much. We're going to go on this journey. This has been my phone for the better part of a year now, just this note of where to edit this. This is what happens when you get a text message. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so here we go. This, This is my favorite podcast moment. Here's the thing. The seven-hour podcast. About Malcolm, which is... He's hot. How does he not understand that he's bringing food for three people? You have you have two old folks, and what like you're bringing like 14 steaks for these people? And you're like, oh, yeah, this is good for... No, I, I disagree with this because he knows they throw most of it away. He's aware that most of it goes to waste. It, but uh, that's okay though. Like, you're you're just gonna order. You're just gonna order fifty percent more. No, probably more than fifty percent more. You're, you're gonna order a hundred percent. Yes, Mark. You're running what? a grocery store in a small English town. Can I sell and two more weird product? Doddering old bastards are like, I'd like to order four times as much food as I need. You're gonna be like, hell yeah! I'll deliver it to your home and throw most of it away. Good. Are you your your nitpick is that he's making more money than Mark's he otherwise? Just a communist would? now. He's like he, Mark's just doing communism. Yeah, Mark. Now. Come on, dude. Two each according to their need. From each according. According to their ability. <laughs> can't, That's I all cannot, I'm saying. Okay? Cannot, that cannot, has to be where we go to ratings. That the has proletariat to be shouldn't rely oh God. upon the rest of the proletariat. Is that Let Us Pray? What the fuck was that from? <laughs> it was from... Um, I think it's from the boy. <laughs> we okay. could we could do a pretty good game of just what led us to what? ratings of this what podcast. Epi- what episode was this from? Yeah, what was the last minute of this nonsense? But they're not often as funny as they are on that one. And Mark, yeah. I liked that. Like as soon as it turned on you, and we were like, "You're a communist now." You're like, the proletariat. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that is a, that is that is a role that I am fully willing to assume. If you just, oh, Mark, you're going communist now. I'm just full of communists. I just, yes, sir. The farmers should be the and ones who the we record, represent. What I put in my notes was because I, I was like just a note app on my phone. I'm sure it's from when I was editing that episode. I just put in my phone like. Best podcast moment, Mark <laughs> screaming about the proletariat before ratings in The Boy is how I found that one. Uh, oh, so it was The Boy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, weird. <laughs> Super weird. Makes I it love better. that you backed me into a corner, and I loved that I immediately leaned into being back in a corner. Went for it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm right, though. The proletariat shouldn't be, you know, stomped upon. Hey, can in my the- defense, too, now that we've done this whole bit uh this wasn't even a rating category on my document i had okay you yes, added that sure. today 
for sure. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it okay, was, here's it what was, happened. It was, here's what happened. It was in the in the document that I had created, by the way, two weeks ago for you guys to you know, uh, make wh- and work uh, on. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, you can see it because Google Drive, which is the thing that we use, has oh, I see it. Uh, the version control. You can just oh, go back and look re- at other you things. You eliminated it. I had deleted it because this was a year that was kind of hard to find timestamps on, and you'll find that because I <laughs> because just went back to one of the ones that I edited and could get to yep. easily find where I had inserted some stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then I texted in the group chat, and I was like, hey, is this category con? Because I specifically wrote a oh note about a good God. one. <laughs> well, So, anyways, listener, myself and Jack clearly used the omnibus prompt from a few weeks ago when we were trying to like prepare for this stuff and jake picked the one that was after when i had deleted all of this stuff so well in jake's defense i didn't use the omnibus prompt from anything other than today i just had it in my phone because we did it last year and then i had it in my phone it's like when i was editing i put it in my phone as this is a good moment i think we can all agree that this was my fault yep I'm sure. Okay. Yes. Cool. 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 cool, cool. I'm totally I'm, comfortable with that. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that one's on me. That one's on me. This category will stay. Will stay. God damn it! In the next year, <laughs> <It'll> stand. <laughs> I Jack just has. To, honestly, I just didn't think Jack was going to continue to take notes on timestamps of when he thought stuff was funny. <laughs> but I thought a couple things were funny. But he did. So there was literally there were I'm literally the like three timestamps. I, I mean, yeah, I came he came up with two. I, yeah, I had two, yeah. and I used them both. I bet they were I thought three. they were funny. They were so so there we have it. Oh. No excuses oh. this year. I'm the asshole. Jake, you're the asshole next year if you don't come up with something. Okay, great. Next year I'll do something. Okay. But I'm going to have to this think about is... it during the podcast because I don't listen to the podcast. Okay. You're going to have to start listening to the I podcast. I don't listen to the podcast. Go, Our go podcast to the next rating. Go dude. to the next category. In Jake's defense, is... I only came up with mine when I edited the podcast. There you go. You guys are jerks. Our podcast is pretty good. I don't listen to my own thing, man. It's weird. <laughs> I, 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 it's terrible. I, okay. Okay. Well, that, what? Mm. <laughs> cool transition. This is going to take us to the worst fucking disaster of a bullshit movie that you wasted your goddamn time <laughs> on. That's actually a really good on. transition. Parenthetically, not poultry guys to award for a worst movie that you watched in the year 2020. I mean, this should be unanimous. This should be easy. Well, I I didn't know if this this one wasn't broken down. Can I go first, please? Can I go first, please? please? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Orgy of the Dead, Larry. Orgy of the Dead, Larry. (laughs) Orgy of the Dead was the worst movie I watched this year. You know, it had had a lot of artistic things. What the fuck? You gave it ones across the board. (laughs) What what was worse? Legitimately, the worst movie. You have if you're picking something else, you must defend it. I had two other things. Neither ones were ones we reviewed, and neither were the Orgy of the Dead. I picked two different movies. I picked Orgy of the Dead. Completely. <laughs> Orgy of the Dead is it had a bunch of pretty movie. ladies in it, if nothing Jack, else. Jack, you gave it what? ones across the board, dude. It had a bunch of pretty ladies in Jack, it. Jack, it was the worst movie I watched this you year. You know what didn't have a bunch of pretty ladies in it? Fucking 0.0 megahertz. Was it <laughs> one across the board? Was, on it, ice. was it really ones across the board, though? No, but it sucked. Well, then what would be worse? If somebody had zero told me to watch 0.0 me- No, if, if if somebody had told me to watch 0.0 megahertz, it would have been worse. Well, what Okay, I gave my bit. I'm passing the torch. 
What is your hold, what is hold, your hold, official hold winner? I, I feel like we shouldn't just blow by that because yeah, Orgy of the Dead is one of the worst things. One of it sucks. Dude, that one of, what sucks. do I have to elaborate on? It's terrible. No, you have to elaborate. You have zero, on you have zero right. to elaborate on. That was You're a correct. very good take. I appreciate it. And one of the things that I spent a substantial amount of time trying to find was the exact moment where we uh, nominated patron Larry as noted pervert patron Larry. Yep. Uh, and I couldn't quite nail it down. I mean, it I'm happens sure every single time we mention him. So. Turns out I can't just listen to like nine hours of podcast shit and come up with stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that also <laughs> would have been in the running for one of the best podcast moments of the year because I feel like noted pervert patron Larry is kind of one of our like great it's inside jokes. It's become a running joke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean. And I, also shockingly accurate. Come and on. And the fact that that is it's, based in. Uh, oh, hold on, though. I don't want to be unfair to Larry. He's fucking around. Like he's he's a good guy. <laughs> he's not a good guy. It's, you need to be. You're rude. This is not a good take. I hate this. this is take. all all of this is just strange and perplexing take. I have no way to wait. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Jack. Jack. My favorite talk moment of the podcast your this year just happened. Okay, so I picked two God. different movies for this. One was 0.0 megahertz, because that movie so, sucks on And ice. the other was Orgy of the Dead. The other was not. Why? Orgy. What? Hold on. Defend yourself. Because I also watched Brahms colon The Boy 2. Dude, yeah. there's no way those were worse than Orgy of the Dead, dude. One oh my has God. the advantage of being old. Orgy of the Dead's old. Orgy That's of the what Dead I'm saying. is like 1940s. Orgy, Orgy of no, the Dead has the advantage of being old in like the 70s. 60s, but. 60s, 70s. Jack. Brahms, The Boy 2, oh my God, is one of the worst movies I've ever Ones seen in my whole fucking life. One's across the board. It might get a two here or then there. Then it would be a higher rated movie, potentially. Yeah. Oh, boy. Or you the dead was 1965, just for the record. Yeah, yeah. 60s. I was right. Uh, there's, there's something about noted pervert Larry demanding it. we really? watch Orgy like of the Dead again. that makes me give it He's lower standards. I already knew that movie was going to fucking suck. Yeah, it's like it, oh, it's almost like every single time he tries to suggest his movie, it's terrible. Well, that's, that's not the true, whole point. The that's the whole point. Ruled. The last movie suggested ruled. It wasn't a horror movie, but it ruled. Milo and Otis? Otis. No, the documentary. What was that? What? What? Um, uh, an American movie. The documentary. Oh, American movie is great. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I love American movie. We've disqualified a number of daily. his picks. Yeah, we've disqualified a number of his picks, but. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly hard for me to keep track of the things that we have and have not disqualified. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Soft spot. So, so that's what I'm saying. There's, there's, the, the, this was one that came from four or five disqualifications, so I knew it was gonna suck. I got absolutely hammered, and it was <laughs> like a, it's like a, okay. cool. It's a strip show. Good. What orgy of the dead? Yes. Jack, yes. Jack, have you actually provided your answer? 
Did, I what? provided two separate answers. They were both bad. It's fine. Zero point zero megahertz and Brahms colon Brahms two colon or Brahms colon the boy two. And then you magnetize back to Orgy of the Dead like you should. Because uh, yeah, I mean, correct answer. It's a hard one to argue against yeah. from the worst movie we've yeah. worst art and of we've reviewed. All it is, all it is, is all it is is topless women dancing to different songs. That's all it is. Which like. Look, there's a base level of that that I'm going to enjoy, <laughs> problematic though it may be. Sure. Also, like, gotta be the worst movie though, because that's literally all it is. Yeah, but Brahms called the boy there's too. There's no way it's worse. Sucked and also had zero topless women. I dancing. can't. Okay, we're moving on. This is pointless conversation at this point. Okay, I guess that's gonna go to me. Yeah. My runner-up was Mary, which. Okay. Simultaneously launched and harpooned Gary Oldman's <laughs> career yep. as a horror movie actor. Yep. <laughs> and that movie fucking sucks. I like that the movie. Three that was a so goddamn bad. <laughs> oh, Mark, Holy... this is tradition where you go into like a seven minute diatribe. So are you going to. I. So here's the thing. I can't go into a seven minute diatribe because my actual worst movie was something that I watched like. Nine months ago, I went back into our document to see when I watched it, and surprisingly, it was in quarter two of the four quarters of the year 2020. So that means I watched it March through in May. April, May-ish. Yeah, uh, April, April through June. How does that work? April, May, June would yeah. be Q2, and yep. that's where The Turning was. The Turning is oh, shit. one oh, yeah, of you've the worst fucking movies I have ever goddamn seen in my entire goddamn life. <clears throat> You should talk this, about how much of a bullshit asshole Finn Wolfhard is. I don't have any grudge against Finn Wolfhard. This <laughs> okay. is a this is a waste of Finn Wolfhard. This is a waste of Mackenzie Davis. This is a movie where uh fuck what's her name? Brooklyn Decker. <laughs> Brooklyn Decker, yes. Who is that? The Victoria's Secret supermodel. Yeah. This is a movie where Brooklyn Prince is in five movies at this point in 2020. This movie was, and the turning is heavily, like, she is she is one of the main actresses in it. She's one of three characters in this movie. It is heavily financed from a, from a production standpoint. It is heavily financed from a marketing standpoint. She has been in five total movies, and this is not in her top four on IMDb. I need you guys to understand how fucking bad this movie is. I wish I had more detail to go back into. All I remember was that this movie was so bad, it ruined The Haunting of Bly Manor for me, which was an entirely separate thing that I was looking forward to, based on The Turning of the Screw, which the movie was also obviously based off of. And I, it's so... God, it's so bad. It, it, it chooses to be quintessentially opaque... To the point where this is the only thing that it does is it just chooses. To, we're trying to make a point based of how, based off of how hard to understand this narrative is, and it goes out on that fucking launch point of here's the ending of our story. I hope you try to understand it because if you do, you just have to go back to the book and read it because we did absolutely no goddamn fucking work. I mean, ugh, whatever. <laughs> I I don't have much wow. else to add here. I, I, I truly the turning is one of the worst things. Is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's funny. No, I love this. I I kind of want to do a sequence of movies that we review that are just the movies that Mark has done his like fucking 
diatribe on during her omnibuses. I never want to see any of these movies again. Yeah, exactly. I would kind of be tempted to go back and watch the pyramid with you guys because that would because I've never I dude I had watched pyramid like three weeks ago, and it was terrible, wasn't it? It wasn't good, but it wasn't like diatribe bad. It was it was like not good. It was not good. Jack, did you ever actually end up watching Neon Demon? Never yes. all the way through. No. Oh my god. You yeah. You've see, talked- he couldn't get all the way through it. Mm. My point here is, if you go to the turning on IMDb, the movies that are air quotes more like this in that section are Brahms the Boy Two and the Twenty Twenty. Whatever, remake dude. Of the I think Grudge. I'm probably picking Ghost Story next time we do a fucking roundup. Ghost Story was also fucking I un- terrible. Yeah, that was your biggest diatribe I've ever heard. Was the pie? I thing. have a lot of diatribes. My Mark. diatribe for the year is going to be this one. No shit, I'm, I'm, because it I'm, ruined not only its own movie but also an entirely separate like whole piece from Netflix. <laughs> but there was any, two any years movie in the movie based okay, on the okay. turning of the screw. They it ruined. Everything around that. It was so bad that it cratered two different pieces of narrative work. <laughs> and also, yes. as a, as a runner-up, Mary was also bad. Mary was also bad. Okay, <laughs> cool. cool. We should move on to something we we're we happy about. Show. What are we doing next? I'll tell you what we're doing next, Jack. We're doing the Smitten Award for the most anticipated 2021 movie. And let me tell you something that's weird about this. A lot of movies that were supposed to come out in 2020 didn't, and they're going to come out in 2021, <laughs> so, so this is a weird category. This has so, traditionally been called the New Mutants Award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the New Mutants Award. I, When I was making this document that we could all go off of, I deleted, I mean, three, I think, yeah. from it. From last from the, year. From the most anticipated movie for 2020. None of the m- fucking movies came out. Jack and I were intelligent enough last time around to just say The Invisible Man was our most anticipated movie. Uh, Jake, and for the record, you out. said Last Night in Soho, which still hasn't come out. So. Yep, and that's my 2021, because it has to be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be generally the theory here. Yep. Uh, no, it really is. Like I've done my best to look at what is supposed to come out in 2021. I think that we have a better chance in this coming year than we did this year. Like There was an unprepared for sort of thing happening, but... No, what? We have a new model now. I think they're going to see a lot of movies that potentially would not have come out if this were the prior year that do, and then you pay $20. I heard nobody could have anticipated the virus until at least July. That's what I heard. You're going to pay $20, and you're going to watch them on your Amazon Prime account is what's going to happen, and they're going to make money. But the thing is, like, most of these movies that were supposed to come out last year have just bumped. And that's what happened to last night in Soho. And that's, I'm, I'm keeping it with that. Like as an Edgar, I'll give the same take that I did last year, which is like everything he has ever done is fucking amazing. And I am standing by it. Like this is supposed to be like an out and out horror movie. I don't know how much I want to trust that, but I'm going to last night in Soho. It's mine. Yeah, I have zero qualms with this one. And like you were saying, I just give the same pick two years in a row. It's fine. <laughs> much of what, well, and f- for the record, <laughs> for a completely different reason, Jack and I gave the same award to the New Mutants for three years in a row. And strangely, yeah. this was the year where the New Mutants came out. So. Yeah, that is kind of poetic justice, <laughs> cool. right? And it wasn't that good, was it? It was fine. It was, fine. It was not good. You Mike. have to give it the benefit of the doubt, but it was an okay horror movie. 
I gotta say the Nick Cage like Five Nights at Freddy's thing looks interesting. It does not, <laughs> and that's that's where that's I'll Mark's lead into number it. one. <laughs> Willie, yeah, I mean, sure, why not? Is Fuck it? it? I'll no. lead into it. No fucking way that's your number one, really? My number one is probably Spiral. Okay. Because the okay. Jigsaw extend, yeah. like extended universe thing is super goddamn cool. And it's also so confusing because there was a movie called Spiral that came out like four months ago. It would literally only be confusing to you, Jack. And maybe Jake. And maybe me. <laughs> but I, I, whatever. That's one good. of them that's is fun. on Shudder, and one of them is a massive blockbuster movie that is not coming out on Shutter. So I feel like, <laughs> do you just separate those two? Well, I, maybe. Spiral is probably my, my most anticipated movie for 2021. It is the continuation of the Jigsaw like massacre thing. The Jigsaw movie that came out in 2018 was Which actually was a surprisingly liked, good right? movie. You said that was good, yeah. Yeah surprisingly good movie. So the way they go with that, with Chris Rock I, as like the main dude, I hope, unless he gets killed off in like the first scene, I'm cool with this. All of that aside, Willy's Wonderland with Nick Cage in Five Nights at Freddy's The Movie. <laughs> Why would I not love this? <laughs> There's no reason to not love it. It's it's a Five Nights at Freddy's, but where I think the guy who you're playing in Five Nights at Freddy's also is an insane murderer because that's what Nicolas Cage is. Yeah, let's do this. I'm so fucking over Nick Cage being in anything. I'm not over that at all, and I love <laughs> every second of this. I don't understand why you guys hate Nicolas Cage so fucking much. I He hasn't done good work since Matchstick Men, and that was 2006. What a fucking bad take. Matchstick men from the Nicolas Cage. Sure. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Do your thing. Whatever. You're done. You're done. <laughs> I'm done and do my thing. Which one do you want? I don't know. Both of them. <laughs> I picked Antlers. This movie, I think, was supposed to come out this year. I it so, did not. I'll, I'll just butt in here. Antlers was my one from last year, and it's still continuing to be coming out, so... I'll also just copy and paste this because I felt like I was really pigeonholed into that Nick Cage thing. But <laughs> Antlers continues to be in my in my bucket as well. This I, movie Nick, looks dude, rad as hell. This looks is cool. Jesse Plemons as a small town cop, Carrie Russell as the protagonist. I fucking love everything Carrie Russell has ever done and will continue to love everything Carrie Russell ever does. Uh, Jesse Plemons also rules. This movie just looks also good and creepy and weird. And I, I can't. The movie looks great. It looked good last year. They, and it they continues. Released, do you have anything to add? It to looked good and it continues to look good as the they theme of this whole category. They released a new trailer this year, and the new trailer this year has more stuff that looks good. <laughs> it's all the same. Dude, it looked good and it looked brilliant. Good. Fucking analysis yeah. from Jack over here. Yeah. <laughs> God. So 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 Jack's super zooming on the uh on the antlers thing. Jake, what do you got? You just said Soho? He, Anything else? No, I mean <laughs> no, that's mine. I, I gave a like shout out to the weirdness that could potentially be a cage five nights at Freddy's, but mine is definitely last night in Soho. I don't have anything okay. else to add to the two. That I, I, ha- gave I have you. zero qualms with last night in Soho because obviously we all love Edgar, right? Yeah. The other ones that I've added to the document this year are Don't Breathe 2, which I didn't feel like. I don't care. I don't care. Don't Breathe 1 did not need 
a yeah. a sequel. No, so, I weird. don't care. Paranormal Activity Seven, which I am no. exceptionally <laughs> interested in. No, you know, Mark, I'm with you on this one. They took enough years off from uh, the ghost. That they dimension? might have a good idea. Yeah, the ghost. That they might have a yeah. good idea. They brought like Warren Pelly back. I mean, I mean, whatever. This one might be okay. It's and not. I am always, always, always going to see a Paranormal Activity movie, even if it is fucking the Ghost Dimension or the Marked Ones or whatever. We should do the Marked Ones. I would very much like to watch the Marked Ones with you guys. But the other one I wanted to bring up was uh, Run, Sweetheart, Run, which is an adaptation of a thing that actually happened to uh, the lady who wrote this movie, mm-hmm. where she was attacked on a first date, and then she turned this into a whole horror script where I guess she's haunted by a demon devil that clearly just runs through everybody who tries to protect her and it's like a whole take on misogyny and stuff this could be one of those movies that we're talking about at the end of the year I wanted to highlight that one Run Sweetheart Run might be one of the tours de force of 2021 okay I'm I'm interested All right. for sure yeah it, that'll be a super cool one I don't know if you guys watched the trailer or not but it was clearly bootlegged. It was shot inside of a theater and yep. illegally uploaded to YouTube, but I watched it. It might we- be gone in a day. Jack, A to Z Horror Legal Corner, if I watch an illegally uploaded video on a legal platform, am I good? You're good, buddy. Cool, I'm good. So, we're good. Everybody's good. You can go watch this probably. It might not have been taken down by now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's happening next? Wow, Jack. Uh, do you want me to keep doing this? Am I taking the mantle? You own the it. mantle now. Ooh, you boy. own it. We are moving from our superlatives to our recommendations category, which is one cat. One. There's one award in this, which is are what three. are we? There are three. There are three they? awards. Mm, I guess. I have, a, I I have a very specific bulleting formula. Oh for... no, there's two. There's two, and then I take I take some. I I don't know. I take some umbrage with the third. But recommendations category one is our favorite extracurricular movie that the other two shamulis, so in this case Jack and Mark, need to watch, and we're picking one for each person. But as if you're a seasoned listener, you know we usually pick a backup. Which means we just have to watch more horror movies, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> you just got a bunch. Yep. Yep. Who wants so to? So let's revisit. Like let's revisit Ooh. what last year's were. Yep. Uh oh. No, I don't want to do this. No. Uh, did you Jack, not watch you... them? Jack, could you tell us a single recommendation that you had from last year to either Jake or I? I could have before the start of this episode. I know I watched Jake's two and I didn't watch Mark's two. Is what happened. <laughs> okay, that's fine because I didn't watch one of your two, so we're all good. Okay, so you guys Jack, suck. What the fuck? Hold on. Fuck you. Fuck both of you. You didn't finish them. <laughs> what? I there is one movie that I still have to that I still have to watch that is in French and it just never came up this year. Okay, you son of a I bitch. Did, last year, Jack recommended to me Evolution, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I that's hate a you. good movie. It, I, I know it it's a good in movie. Fairness, you watched it. it I it mean, forty-eight hours before the last time we recorded an omnibus, it was a, and you said that I needed to watch this. So it yes, was I know it's still on my list. It will happen. Son of a bitch. That's the only one of the four that I haven't watched already. Okay, okay, okay. See earlier comments about how motivation really took a solid hit in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
And Jake, you recommended to me Harpoon and the Wind. I watched both of those. I fucking loved the Wind, and Harpoon was a cool movie. <laughs> yeah, one of these was great, and the other one was, eh, it was all right. Mark, you recommended me Headcount and the Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot, and I don't think I've seen either of them. Yeah, you have not watched either, so you know, continue to keep you didn't those. Watch any list. of them, really? Why are we Jack, do this? You Should would legitimately love the man who killed Hitler in the, the Bigfoot. Should we just skip? Good, we're skipping this category. If we're failing to even live up to it. No, this is the most for the record. Category. For the record, Jack recommended me the BLZ booth, and I watched that. And Tobin Bell was creepy as hell in a yeah. in a role outside of Saw, and that was fun. And Jake recommended me both Starfish, which I just watched a few days ago. It is a Christmas movie, strangely, and probably, and was the reason I could not come up with a better movie for original soundtrack because that movie does the best original soundtrack. It's it's weird, yeah. You also recommended you also recommended to me Depraved, which was, oh the Fessenden directed joint. Yeah, yeah Larry Fessenden. He's in it for a fraction of a second. He directed as a guy the a movie, bar. Mark. Yeah, he directed it. He produced it. He may have had a writing credit as well. Yeah, he that was um, a Fessenden joint. That's he why he is I did it. in it. He is also he also acts in it for a fraction of a second as a guy at the bar. Yep. But Depraved is an interesting movie. That's yeah. one that we should probably talk about like at another time. More likely, you know, in early 2021, give or take. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed Depraved. Yeah. That is a strange tribute to the Frankenstein franchise as a whole from like a narrative standpoint. Yep. That just came out last year, <laughs> directed and EP'd by Larry Fessenden. Good work. Good work. Great job. Yep. Should I run mine what off else real quick? I can, I can do mine. Super fast. Yeah, so Jack had recommended to me his number one was Crawl. I watched that Midsummer because it felt like the best time. I mean, that was your typical, like, there's a monster, like, crawling. I mean, it was interesting in the sense that it was around the house. Uh, whatever. Didn't do a ton for me. The one that did more was his backup, which is a Tom Savini documentary, which I watched a long time ago Smoke now. Smoke and Mirrors. That, that movie's called Smoke and Mirrors. That one's great. But I love the Tom Savini stuff. Like, he is an absolute hero so that's 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 a good one and then mark to me you recommended haunt i talked about that probably not two weeks ago now on the podcast it was a very late watch for me this year but i got it done really haunt is an exceptional really movie. enjoyable movie i don't know why i waited so long dude haunt is so good yeah Really I fun. Haunt. I was a little scared of it because the whole like i'm waking you watch it because the spiders but like it was super fun but the spider scene is so good. It is good, and it didn't fuck me up too bad. I need you to rank. Hold on. So, haunt spiders versus Baskin spiders. Which one has a more visceral? Uh, no, gut haunts take worse. Right Baskin, Baskin spider like t- almost takes a backseat to like the rest of like the nonsense that's going on. Haunt okay. spiders is like definitely like the like most cringiest scene to me in that movie. So I guess haunt wins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I clearly still have to watch Evolution. Jack clearly has, still has to watch The Man Who Killed Hitler in Bidfoot. And Headcount, I guess. So You both fucking suck. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my God. Um, I win. Yeah, Jake wins. Jake wins for the year 2020. Congratulations to the champion of 2020. Thank you. How does that make you feel? Uh, it, I feel fine. We should move on. Okay. 
So now we're going to actually get into the recommendations for uh, what the other two need to watch for the next year. Yeah. Here we go. Who's first? Now, I, for the record, the ones that we the ones that we the, we, that we recommended last year still stand. <laughs> you can't just you can't, you can't not just abdicate and not yeah. watch. It's them. not over. Yeah, yeah I got it's that over. Yeah, it's yeah, that exactly. egg. So, Jack, because you're the one who has the most pending actual movies to watch, <laughs> go ahead and start. All right. Well, Dick. let me start by recommending to Jake. Okay. Jake, there's two I want to recommend to you. One is easy. It's Relic. You need to fucking watch yep. that movie. It's a fucking I mean, great movie. I've been movie. trying. There, I know. There's there's an easy one yep. there for me, so I'm going to take it. Okay. Watch Relic. It's mm-hmm, a great mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. The other one I'm going to recommend to you is 1BR. Okay. Mark watched this movie. Mark gave it an award this That's year. This movie is really fucking good. Best villain. Okay. It's uh, I and I think you'll like this a lot more than Mark did. You'll be much more on. Not that there's a big disparity between Mark and I here, but I think you'll you'll think about this much in the same way I did versus how Mark did, which is this is a really fucking good movie. Um, not that Mark thought it was a bad movie, but like you'll this will affect you. In it was a, way a fine movie. I just didn't Mark. like it. <laughs> yes, and I think this this speaks more to you. Then it will to Mark. So I'm I'm picking one love BR. It. Okay, it's an easy watch. That's those are my two recommends to you, Mark. Hello for you, buddy. The first one I got is porno. <laughs> Just okay. watch some porn. You're fine. We try watching some porno. Got it, know? buddy. Already did this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is available on Shutter, and you are a person who likes this kind of teenaged angst humor a lot this this hits you pretty hard a lot and i think you like it um, you're the kind of guy who likes porno <laughs> <laughs> to be clear this this is the this movie should not be called porno there's like it's, it's wild but i think you will like this movie more than i did and i liked it a decent amount um i, I think you should watch this movie and you will enjoy it this kind of teenage finding your place stuff speaks more to you than it does to me and i think i think you'll enjoy it very much that's my first recommend to you okay my second recommend to you mark is the cleansing hour jesus christ okay this is available on shutter this is a good movie both of these are shutter movies yeah because they're on yeah. a heater they're on a fucking heater <laughs> and if only movie... i had been able to find the point in our podcast where we decided whether or not they were on a heater. I was the one that brought it up. You'll find it. <laughs> I got shat on um, for no reason. Look, this is a found footage movie is why I'm picking it the most for you. But this is a really good movie. It does a lot of really cool stuff. It's really interesting the way they break down like footage they have versus them working out what's going on but you like that found footage stuff a lot more than i do so i'm really interested to get your take on those kind of interstitial scenes of like the how they go from the like they transition from uh exorcism scene to exorcism scene okay look you don't have to convince me much to watch this type of bullshit so cool thank you i will (laughs) ingest this and i will <laughs> we on it hopefully very soon. It's it's not French. It's, I don't have to read subtitles to watch this shit, so I'm not gonna put it <laughs> off for the entire year. Like evolution. Jake's going next. I'm making. I'm just. Making Why would this you up. pick that? Why would you do that? Huh? Because huh? nobody was talking. 
Okay, I, yeah. I, I guess I'll Dead go end, ahead man. and I'll talk to the person who spoke most recently. So I'll talk to Jack. Uh, Jack, my number one pick for you is, and I don't know if this is going to be a surprise or not, but it's the Wolf of Snow Hollow. We just talked about this on another one of our podcasts. It's going to be the one that came out most recently before this. Um, super, super enjoyable to me. I felt a little weird after taking as much joy as I did in this film. Uh, and I need yeah. someone who's as much of a degenerate as me to weigh in. <laughs> so, so act, no, I'm, I'm not shitting you. This is actually one of the better horror movies that I saw this year. It's surprising. It is, like, frankly, because of the fact that I did it, it is a, it's a werewolf movie, and that's not a surprise after watching the trailer. I think that that dampened the, the like, intrigue in going into the movie. I think you will enjoy this one. I'm I'm stoked to see this. Yeah, this this is one that I, it was on. It was very high on my list of ones I'd yeah. like to watch this year. You're yeah, going and then to I like it as I'm always. Just, I'll just I'll just butt in here. You're going to like it, sure. <laughs> and as always, I have a backup, which is something that you should see, but it's not my pick. And that is the platform for this year. Uh, it's on Netflix. You should see it. It's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. it is in Spanish. Kimplot. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Jack, notably a French speaker. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the platform because it was one of those ones. I kind of like those Spanish movies because I can I speak Spanish to a point where I can there absorb like, I mean, 60% of what is happening without actually reading the subtitles. 60, huh? Yeah. I'm I like get, a I'm solid too, I 15. So, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm like, available, you know, You're I, know, not a 60. I understand. Don't, get, don't, don't come at me with a 60. Mark, how about I how about I propose some movies for oh, you? Oh, yeah, hit me with your best shot. Uh, it's actually funny because I feel like the discrepancy is similar to 2019 where it was I was really trying to find something for you to watch. And I had to go with, like, what do you give the man who has seen everything? But And you gave me Starfish, which I have yet to weigh in on, and I did enjoy a lot. I'm, yep, yep, yep. So I'm going to go in a slight back... Um, no, not a slight, like a complete backwards order. I'm going to give you your backup first, and then your full-on recommend. Uh, the, first is, the first is Uncle Peckerhead. I mean, we talked... This should not be surprising, <laughs> like, the... the enjoyable humorous nature of a movie that is very musically driven is right up your alley and i think that that is a good watch for you yes, so you sir. should watch it you uh, know me very well yeah and my number one movie is more for like the horror genre as a whole i had a tough time picking which one should be first which one should be your backup but ultimately the one that i'm deciding you should watch is because we have talked a lot about Jeremy Gardner films. We haven't talked about it really on this episode at all. His movie that came out this year was After Midnight. Might You might be able to find it called Something Else. It's another werewolf film. Because After Midnight is a movie that is not Jeremy Gardner. After Midnight is a movie that is Jeremy Gardner that came out this year. Right, I understand, but there's also a uh, like what, before what you, dawn post. There's an After Midnight right now. That, there was an After Midnight movie that came out recently that isn't Jeremy Gardner that is a very big budget famous movie. Weird. I haven't yes. heard of I, one. I am not aware of what Jack is talking about. I do have After Midnight, the werewolf movie. We're sticking with on the Jeremy Gardner things to one. watch on Amazon Prime and for months now. That's my recommendation. Jack just confused matters by talking about something that's famous. So that, that may or may not exist. Yeah. I don't think he understands what's going on. Ah, uh, <laughs> 50, 50. That's that's those are my recommendations. I'm moving along. 
Okay. I think that goes to me then at this point. So, uh, for Jack, Jack, give me your eyes, man. First off, I want to recommend, I, I want to recommend to you run. We haven't brought up this movie yet. Run okay. is Sarah Paulson. As a, and, and you can easily watch this one on Hulu. I'm a big fan of Sarah Paulson. Right? She's incredible. So you should watch Run. Super easily accessible. It's like 80 minutes. It is a nice little trapped-in-your-own-house type of uh, whatever you want to call it type of movie. It's a thriller. <laughs> of I, whatever you want to call it. This is yeah. one of those ones that's probably not like directly horror, but it is a thriller, I guess, is what I'm dancing around. Anyways, you should watch Run and weigh on it, but I also want to hear your opinion on Scare Me. That's my number two recommendation for you. Ooh. Jack, you're the one who constantly, with me, wants to rep like uh, improv-type stuff, and that's exactly what this movie yeah. is. Hell yeah. You I'm are the this. type of person who would love to watch two actors just act against each other, or, in, I mean, specifically in this movie, three actors kind of combat each other in acting combat. So do that and weigh in on it and let us know how you feel. I like this. As an extra stretch assignment that I'm not going to hold you to, I need someone to weigh in on this, and neither of you have. So, Jack, I'm just going to throw this out there as well. I'm thinking of ending things. I need someone to tell me whether or not this is a good movie or a bad movie. This is on my list. This is on my it's list. on my list, too. I, okay. I didn't have the time to sit down and devote to something that Jake, long. I feel like you're going to hate this movie, and Jack, I feel like you're going to have an interesting nuanced well, take on it. Why would I be the one it? to hate it? <laughs> what? Because watch it and then tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Jake. Mark, I like the picks. Thank you. Mark. Jake. You are going to watch, first off, Sea Fever. Is this the backup or is this the big one? This is the secondary. Okay. Okay. Watch Sea Fever. Yeah, I didn't watch it because of COVID, you know. That's a strange take. Because I don't want to watch more viral more things. Ones because of I don't want to watch more people getting sick with things. I don't want to want it. I don't want it. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The actual movie, that because you are the one on the podcast who is most susceptible to slow burns and stuff like this, yeah. I want you to watch The Lodge, which yeah. we have not talked about yet, but The no. Lodge was one of the undersung classics of 2020. It, it was on my list. I didn't get there, and it wasn't high enough for me to really feel bad, so I'm happy to hear this. The Lodge kind of rules. Okay. And I think this will resonate on a specific... I, I, I don't know. I don't want to like go out of my way to say you'll like this more than either Jack Is or Is it because I, there's but... ice skates, Mark? Yeah. yeah God exactly. damn it. Okay. <laughs> it's, be, it's explicitly because there's ice skates, and I know how much you like ice skating. I do love ice skating. You're right. This is all this is all very sarcastic, listener. If you yep. haven't heard any, of, yeah, okay. Yep. So, anyways, watch those two things. That I those am, are my recommendations. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm very pleased after hearing this podcast. I like the recommends. What a good segment that was. Holy shit! There you go. So so now we're moving on to the next category, which is the you shouldn't have put baby in a corner award for the sleeper hit of the year award. These are the, these. This is the movie that you did not see coming. And I mean, in my case, this was something we didn't even cover on HRR that you that just happened and turned out to be the best Perfect movie sleeper. of the year. So, Whoa. big old sleepers. You said best movie of the year. What? No, you, I didn't. You did. 
No, come on. What was it, Mark? That's just a quick spoiler for his top one. Yeah, Mark, you're first. I'm first. My first, we didn't even cover this movie on HRR. No shit. This was one of the ones that Netflix gets off on being withholding. Huh. Was it his house? It was his house. Yeah, good point, good point. (laughs) Thank you, all across. His house flew way under the radar. Mm -hmm. No one was talking about this movie. It came out apropos of nothing. It was served up. I mean, it was like third in my in in my total like thing of hey, you should watch these in my in my bucket of things, and I saw a random post on Reddit that was like, hey, you should watch his house. So I watched it, and yep, I should have I should have yeah, watched this because it was that was wow, correct. what a phenomenal thing this was. That's what I gave it to. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree. This was I I I kind of. I I did a, a flopsy thing here. Obviously, that that was it, right? I had no fucking idea. You guys even recommended this movie to me. I didn't even like see it on my own. The one I picked though was the Beach House, just because this movie Jennifer Patreon member Jennifer recommended it to us, and like fucking shit, this movie had a lot to fucking say about terrifying things going into feet that it will haunt my nightmares for the rest yeah, of my there's life. Yeah, there's astrophysiology? Oh, holy shit. Mostly it was like a couple really 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 good scenes. This 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 movie is a competent director who hasn't figured it all out yeah, yet, but it has fine. more to say. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um and but I mean I, this is only so I don't talk more about his house. Jake, go. Yeah, 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 man. I So this is going to come as no surprise after the segment that we just did. But for me, I'm picking The Wolf of Snow Hollow. And that's okay. mo- that that is because of the fact that we covered this on HRR and I was not interested. I was I wasn't interested. It didn't seem it didn't seem like it was doing anything novel. I mean, this just might be like. Look, the trailer wasn't cut super well or something, but I was like, okay, we have a werewolf movie in the snow, and it's October. Like, I don't give a fuck. This movie's really good. It is. This is one of the best werewolf movies I have ever seen. Top five. Top five for 2020. Top five for 2020. Top three for werewolf movies? Oh, yeah. For werewolf movies? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's not that many good werewolf movies. But, I mean, that means you're talking, like, American Werewolf in London, something, and and this. Like, it is a... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Variable and this. This is just top two. Just just say... I mean, mean, American Werewolf in London, Teen Wolf, and then this. I mean, but that's what I'm talking about, man. Teen Wolf is what you're bringing to the table. I like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is great. Michael J. Fox has a tremendous job. Um... It's not a horror movie. It is it's about basketball. It, it kind of is a horror horrorish. It's whatever. Wolf of Snow Hollow the was super movie, surprising though. for a different reason. It wasn't like okay, we didn't see it on HRR, which I think is a really good thing, and I'm happy that Mark spoke his piece about his house because yeah, we missed it. Netflix does this womp, shit. Womp. But Wolf of Snow Hollow, we saw it coming, and I was like eh, and then it showed up on a list, and I was like eh. And then it got to the end of the year, and I saw like six more lists, and I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it." And then I was like, "Oh my god, this is really good!" Like, oh, yeah, I yeah, get it now. I get it now. I get it now. So yeah, that was just a bad trailer. <laughs> yep, the trailer, yeah. the trailer, kind of. Oh, I don't even know, man. I don't know. If the trailer actually did that bad a job going back. 
I just it's it, it's it's true. You can't really capture like the weird energy this movie has from a you you kind of can. Like I I went back and like read what I wrote, and I'm not like singing my praises, but I was interested in what it seemed to be promising. You just I didn't believe that that was what the movie was, and it was and more. Sometimes you got to toot your own horn. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Well, that's why I gave it that award. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. That's going to take us to the Babe Pig in the oh, City the big award one. for the... What? The big one. I'm toasting <laughs> the big one. big one. He said to, for the big one. Is, that's going to take us to the big one. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> that's going to take us to the Babe Pig in the City award for movie of the year. It's the big one. It is the big one, and I'm going to have another shot. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that's I'm not a you thing this at this point. You. That's I'm a neat thing. three shots already, Jack. I can't continue. I, I cannot. I have lentil soup waiting upstairs for me. Oh, I'm so ready for food. And I can't wait food. to have it with some, with some beer bread. Oh, man, that's going to be so good. Who's going first? I'll go first. Number three. My number three is sea fever. So, for two Golly. reasons. One, this is an actually very, very, very good movie. It's already come up a few times. Uh, Jake, you have not seen this yet. Oh, haven't seen it. Okay. And, I mean, realistically, one of my favorite things about this was that this was one of the movies that premiered in, it was either March or April, that they did a specific, uh, like, premiere um, event where you could pay, it, it was like one of the first things you could pay $5 to watch the premiere of a movie and also have an AMA with the director and the certain cast and stuff. It was way ahead of the curve for 2020 movies, and simultaneously, it was also incredible. So this movie fever, fucking rules. Yeah, this movie, this movie rules. fucking rules. And it was ahead of the schedule as far as what you could do this year from a like interactivity standpoint. So Sea Fever was my number three. Wow, I like it, Mark. Jake. I like Jake, it. you're going next. This is a tough pick for me between two, and I don't know. In the spirit of the award, I'm not going to mention both them, but what I'm going to say is my number three ended up being Wolf of Snow Hollow, which is very apropos considering what we just talked about. Jack, I really like this movie. Shouldn't be a surprise at this point. I thought this movie was fantastic. Uh, It's a really good werewolf movie, and it was overall an interesting package that was very unsuspected and it worked incredibly well for me i mean i mentioned it on the podcast that came out right before this one i felt like a bad person for laughing as much as i did but i think i laughed at this movie more than i had at any other this year and yet it still had all the great trappings that you would want from a werewolf movie i really like this one I like that. My number three for this year is Relic. Yep. Movie is just very, very good. This movie nails it on every level of distressing things you could think about, scary supernatural things. This movie is just really fucking good. It's 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 subjectively and objectively scary. I like this movie a whole lot. Relic is my number three. Love it. It's a good choice. I love Relic. I guess this is going to take me to my number two, which is The Invisible Man. 
The Invisible. I, I. What else can we say at this point? The Invisible Man was one of the biggest blockbusters to come out this year. It was Elizabeth Moss delivering a tour de force performance. It was intense. It was marketable. It was horrifying, and that reason alone is 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 why I have that as my number two. This is such an incredible movie. More people should be talking about The Invisible Man. And I don't disagree with this pick, but I just want to call out because we haven't had a chance to mention it this episode, and I think Liz- Elizabeth Moss deserves it. Personally, I think this was her second best role of the year. Uh, Shirley, Shirley. You should go watch Shirley. She is an absolute fucking bomb. Like She is so good. It's unbelievable how good she is in Shirley. She's a tremendous here as well. One of the best actresses that's out there right now. You should watch both. It's almost like you should have brought that up and like uh, I didn't have you know, a particular no 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 I didn't have a particular category and it was horrorish, but it wasn't content. it still wasn't the award winner, Mark. I'm mentioning it now because I wanted to mention it and that was where I'd plotted it. How dare you? Okay. How dare you? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would fully like to apologize to the I would like you to apologize. General listening audience. Yeah. And Jake also. You should apologize. Guess, Thank you it's for apologizing. Great. Sure. <laughs> Jack, you're second in this whole thing, for the love of God. The Invisible Man is my second uh pick this year. This this movie fucking rules. I mean, Mark nailed it. Elizabeth Moss is so goddamn good. This movie is watchable from start to finish it's terrifying it's distressing it's fun sometimes for very brief periods but it's really fucking good it's the the it the invisible man i i i, I got nothing else to say yeah. about it it's i mean it's, a, it's a really good movie yeah my number two jake yeah do your thing man host uh perfect time capsule of this year i am it is it, this is the time capsule i i mentioned this on the actual episode that we did for host where i'm a little bit concerned of like what this is how this is going to age like how is this going to look in i don't know god willing like five years like when god coronavirus willing, is fucking behind us or some shit um this is 2020's best horror movie of 2020 is my way to put that wait hold on you're putting this as 2020's best horror movie of 2020? Yep. This is a very, very, very specific thing, and I love it for that. Okay. Cool. I love it beyond that, but just not quite as much as I love my number one. This is 2020's best movie Interesting. of 2020. That makes sense. It didn't. It's a it tongue really, twister really, for really, the drunken. It really, really didn't, Jake. It's a tongue twister for the drunken. Okay. Does that come back to me? Is it me now? Yeah. It I have sure no is. fucking idea. My number one was his house, and it wasn't close. His house, <laughs> I had emotional connectivity to. No one should think this is surprising at all, based off of my conjecture in the previous, I don't know, three or four episodes. I told everybody else to put this on their list for the 2020 movie. I'm emotionally invested in these people. It is scary as fuck. You're gonna get stabbed by the by the ghost of the witch or whatever the fuck thing is happening here. His house is such a good goddamn movie. I loved it. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm I'm, says, I'm, 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 I'm second. 
I pick I picked his house also as my top one. I said recently that I liked the the Dark and the Wicked better than this. I didn't. You said it three I, I, three days ago. I know, but I had more time to think okay. about each movie. Okay, it wasn't even top of your three. It wasn't top three for you. Dark and the Wicked went to the not Dark top and the three. Wicked was my runner up in those. It was fourth. Jesus, it went from okay. It went from you liked it more than his house to not top three though. Well, yeah, I and I liked the experience of watching it better, but it didn't stick with me as much okay. as this did. And fucking his house is so good on every aspect. It sticks with you on every level. There are scary things. It was it was less there are scary things. It was it was less scary on like a scene to scene basis for me than The Dark and the Wicked was, which is the thing I really like about horror movies but man it was fucking great it is just so good his house is so good it it really is it's one of the best horror movies i've seen in the last decade it's so fucking good that's all i got to say jake jake fill us out man i mean it's weird because this is the what fourth year we've done the omnibus like we haven't had this sort of synergistic quality. Have we literally quality. ever had a... No, I mean, here it is. It's his house. Like, this is the best movie, and it wasn't close for me. I, 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 I didn't... It wasn't close. Let me let me just clarify. I didn't think that 2020 was the best year for horror, and there were a lot of reasons that could have <laughs> played into that. <laughs> Turns but, out there was some crazy shit that happened yeah. in cinema in 2020. Um, But his house was an absolute banger. I texted Mark maybe 20 minutes in and said, oh my God. And then we joked about whether Jack would see it. I'm happy to report that he did and he gave it his he number did. one, which he is did. fun. He really delivered. Um, it's amazingly done. It's one of the best, I guess, to add on to what we've talked about. It's one of the best feature film debuts, if we want to call it that. Like there has been other stuff done, but it's I'm calling it a feature film debut uh, that I've seen. It's Remy Weeks. Absolutely amazing job. Um, and though it didn't get as many awards as some of the other movies that I've talked about personally in the earlier categories, this is, this is an example of like what the synergistic qualities of a film that is well-made will produce. I cannot believe how good this was. And I'm happy I squeezed it in for the end of the year. Cause I was kind of picking at random. Agreed. This is. This was a weird one for me. I was just like, yeah, I've taken a lot of recommendations from random internet Twitter to to watch movies. Yeah. And I watched this and I was like, oh, yeah, this is close yep. to perfect. Cool. Yep. <laughs> yep. Glad this was just buried in amongst I guess followed. Exactly. Like the only, I mentioned this on, my, on the last podcast, and if you're still here with us, you'll probably have been one of the people who hung with us the whole last episode episode as well like my only complaint with his house was that i think that this was a really good example of a movie that's been cut to 90 minutes for the purposes of like being on netflix i felt like there were some pacing issues but other than that like tremendous so two thumbs up best movie of the year and with that i mean the first universal the yeah. first universal Easy. number one pick is yeah. his house the the biggest movie of 2020, the movie we didn't even fucking talk about no. on Horror Release Roundup because <laughs> Netflix sucks. It so. does. And by my well, count, it doesn't. Mark, I don't know if your count's second, but by my count, the A to Z horror winner of movie of the year is His House. Second place is Invisible Man. And third place is Host. 
Third place is either Host or uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Okay. I think it's a tie. And that is totally cool with me. <laughs> Let's just yeah, call it I'm four. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. Wolf Those of Snow are... Hollow is the better movie than Host, so... <laughs> But host is more 2020. Say the Wolf of Snow Hollow is the number three. Hooray! Host is hey, more 2020. No, three. host, host. I advocate for host because it's so specific. Okay. So it's gonna go down. We're, we're combative on this one. They're they tied. Okay, it's a tie. It's a combative tie. Yeah, it's so. We still have one more thing one to get to more. before we can get all the way out of here quickly, which is our. Horror New Year's resolutions. Gentlemen, let's revisit our Horror New Year's resolutions from last year. Yep. I want to start with uh, Jake's, which was go to movie theaters. Mine got <laughs> fucking torpedoed <laughs> immediately. Jesus. So 2020, thank you. Yours um, lasted exactly two months. I think I get a pass on that shit. But I also, interestingly enough, I also clarified at the end of my pick that my goal was, and I'm quoting now, to have zero movies that I missed before, oh, or sorry, because of the theater hurdle. So okay, that's kind of taking away that. Because for the record, movie theaters have been closed in our state for a long time. Yes. They've just been closed to everyone who isn't an abject. Or at least in our state. city. Um, the thing is, though, like we have seen, I think this is this has become a really interesting point to discuss because of COVID and I don't want to spend too much time on it right now because God knows we're too far into this podcast, but obviously COVID happened. The theaters closed movie in terms of distribution has changed. And I'm interested to see if that continues where like now you can just pay like 20 bucks to watch a movie that could have come out theatrically. That's an interesting thing. And my whole reasoning for going with like, I'm going to see movies in the theater was like, I will miss them if I don't, get my ass up off the couch and go by myself at times for particularly like fourth quarter movies. That's not necessarily a hurdle anymore. Potentially. I'm interested to see like what happens in the future, but I feel like regardless of all of that discussion, my pick was kind of torpedoed. Things changed. I don't know how I did guys. That was my pick from last year. I just had to mention that. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, Abjectly, based off of the words that you used, um, probably a zero out of ten, maybe like a one out of ten. Why would you be such a dick about this? That's my role here. Okay. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Hello. A zero. Um, but yeah, you do get a little bit of an excuse because all of the reasons you just said. Question though. Yeah. Did you rent a single movie? For the 1999 price point of, no. this is what we're doing instead of. No, because I'm yeah. like I can produce a good result at home, but it's not a substitute, and I'm not going to pay substitute prices. Like I, it has to be something that's worth. Like that's more than I would pay going to the theater. Frankly, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not going to burn the duster. I'm not burning the duster. I'm I would not pay less doing to go to the theater and have so a better stop experience. Asking me. I'm not paying more to sit in my house and like I have a good TV, I have a good like sound system. Not as good as going to the theater. I'm not paying Jack? that price. Jack, do you happen to remember what either of your horror New Year's resolutions from 2020 were? I remember one, and I fucking nailed it. One was keep track of what I watched. And you did. I have an actual document that says all of the things that you watched in 2020. Way to go, dude. 
Thank you, buddy. I did. I don't remember if I had another one, but at least one I fucking nailed. Know what movies you watched, and don't want to rent a movie two different times. Oh, that didn't even happen a single time. Boom! You nailed both of them. Not only oh, that, oh. but Jake told me, yeah, we got a whole other thing Third to Third thing that was here. a joke at the time, but you did. Yeah. Also, yeah. quit your job. <laughs> yeah, which I did. I'm moving to Hawaii. That's a uh, weird thing to put in this part of the podcast. But here we are. I don't think it's happened on the podcast before, but... Uh, no, yeah, you, you mentioned this two episodes ago, I think. Jack's only moving like six time zones away. It's fine. It's yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Our our podcast is definitely going to continue to keep happening. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it no. Changes, in fairness, but, uh, for those that might be concerned, it will continue to keep happening, and that's Jack's burden. It is not Jack's only burden. that, but I don't have to work hundred hour weeks anymore. I can uh, have an actual job. Now yeah, they're only forty, kind of by law. <laughs> that would be <laughs> radical. I mean, they aren't 40. I'm still an attorney. I mean, They're honestly, like 60, 60 would be 70, tremendous. Yeah, don't yeah. do 70. 70's not great either. <laughs> but still, though, that's like it an It sounds great right now, but like rapidly that won't sound great. 70 is still a very good It won't good sound great. Just, do, just try to get to 60. 60 is solid. <laughs> I think it's my turn now. So yeah. I had two from 2020. Horror video games. Some of them came out. Some of them didn't. I did play... Uh, Doom Eternal. I did play uh, The Last of Us Part 2. I did not play Dying Light Part 2 because that game was like a whole thing. Everybody go read up on Techland. That was a problem. I really wish I could play that game, but like, wow. They really... Everything about Techland sucks. <laughs> that that whole thing was just a incredible disappointment for the year. Um, the other thing I did was horror series. I watched all of Friday the 13th. I watched all, not all of, because I still can't find Synchronic, but most of all Seriously, of. Seriously, dude. Moorhead and Benson. Yep. And I look forward to watching uh, Synchronic in the new year. Yep. I am going to renew the horror series thing because I think that's really fun to watch a individual director or an individual franchise. And I mean that's a good one. I that that's a good one. I, I'm I'm gonna plan. I keep on going. I like if it. if Dying Light Two actually happens, I'm gonna play some horror video games. Horror video games will never not be part of what I'm doing. So I'll just continue to do this. But I'm I think I'm just gonna take a push on both of mine. I love I I like that honestly. Like mine, I'm gonna transition this into like 2021 for sure, which is. I'm not letting 2021 go by without finishing my five biggest list from this year, which is, I'm going to name them. I will watch all of them. And this is like, it seems small shit, but like, honestly, New Year's resolutions are made to be broken and I won't break this one. So that's doing something for me, right? Synchronic, I'm thinking of anything's Relic, Freaky, and The Dark and the Wicked are all going to be watched this year. I cannot let those go by and not actually watch but those But all movies. of those were unavailable to you because they were hard to access in some variety yeah. or and another. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out next year, too, because movies exist, and I'm not going to let these go by and not see them. I think that's a totally, like, that is an attainable New Year's resolution, which a lot are not. I'm trying to go attainable here. That's mine. That's the whole point of all of this. Yeah. 
I'm not Kay. letting my top five that I did not have a chance to see go by without me actually seeing and weighing in on them. That's so mine. we're getting to the New Year's resolutions for 2021. Jake, are those yours? Are you? Are you? That's just exactly what I just said. Yep. Okay. I. Well, I'm just clarifying because that's the category we're in. You just okay. Cool. cool well, Jake's cool. done. He's now looking at mine, his phone. He's on his phone. He's doing. My Twitter. mine are twofold. <laughs> I tapped out. One is twofold. Watching mm-hmm. all of Mark's recommendations to me, Mark, I that you didn't watch like last year. Recommendations to me, no. Oh, so my my pick looks a lot Mark's better recommendations now. Recommendations huh. to me, I like those. Twenty nineteen. The but other not is uh, not Jake's. He watched. I mine. watched Jake's. He just respects you less, Mark. It's fine. <laughs> wait, wait. True. I don't know. What, yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> fine. The fine. other, the other is easier. The other is getting the podcast out on time. Oh I, my I, god! I had really? Some issues there this year. Uh, look, I had some issues there this year. I said New Year's resolutions resolving are made to be to broken. Be We're gonna get back to a Monday. Actually, we I'm should make this. So. We should make this a uh, a poll for our patrons. Like, what day is the day? And then it's weekly. I like that. We fucked up. <laughs> What's the day? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mondays. Mondays is the day. Oh, so it, it dampens the impact of such a shitty day? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Exactly. Cool. That's right. Those are my resolutions. I, Jack, I actually like those a lot more than I expected to. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like those a lot more than I expected. You jackass. <laughs> Mine, literally, the thing I had written down was just keep swimming. Okay. Look, what does that mean? <laughs> Elaborate. Survive. Yeah, continue to survive. 2020, weird year. We have a lot of shit happening in 2021. We have, you know, just not to enumerate individuals, but we have people moving to Hawaii. We have people having children. We have people getting married my New Year's resolution is to keep this mo- this podcast happening. I want to hit episode... What episode are we on? 208. I want to hit episode 250. Hell yeah. Okay? That's only 32 episodes in the coming 52 weeks. And frankly, that is a realistic goal. We have some stuff that are go- that's going on. We have some stuff going on in the background. Me and my wife are expecting our first child. Me and not me and Jack. Jack and his wife are moving to <laughs> another fucking state in Hawaii. Jake and his loving other are getting married. There's going to be some downtime, and I just want to keep this happening. That's yes, all I a, want. It, it is like a it, good and fun thing. I mark that. Take attainable goals. 2020 was a shitty fucking year, yep. but there was a lot of good stuff to come out of it. Yep. I want to I want to keep that rolling. I want to keep talking to you guys. How about I want we, this yeah, to just I, be I really like, still a thing at the end of I really like the attainable One. picks. Like we we guys, we listeners, we care about this. I don't know if that comes through sometimes, but like this is a this started as a way for us to like stay connected as friends because we are old friends. Again, I would hope that that would come out of this and that's our overall goal. If you find this entertaining and you're listening, great. But our primary purpose is to connect. So I hope this is enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, secondary thing, I'm going to move to Boise. <laughs> the the uh, the the Omnibus 2021, me and Jake in the same room. Jack, if you're We've visiting. We've swiveled. We've swiveled. <laughs>
But seriously, I love it. Yeah. That's a perfect place to get the fuck out of yep. here. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Goodbye, 2020. Get the fuck out, 2020. And with that, this has been an unnumbered episode of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. At this point, you know where to find those. They're in the links in the descriptions below. I don't know if we mentioned at the top of the episode at this point because we're like four hours deep and frankly, memory is uh, a bit hazy. But if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We have a lot of cool stuff going on over there. And we're getting into 2021, but we're going to continue for the foreseeable future putting all of the money that is coming to Patreon into a place that actually matters. You're going to continue to get the same great content that you would expect extra stuff, bonus episodes, polls to vote on to see who does the worst job for beers for fears, all of that great stuff. But you can rest easy knowing that that money is going to somewhere that needs it. We've been putting that in towards feeding America. We'll let you know if that changes, but right now that's a good plan. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. Below as well. And as always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. Their link's down there in the description below as well. Next week, we have a Mark pick. It's been a minute. We've done some Patreon selections. Hello. It's an interesting one to come into the new year with. I don't know if many of you have heard of it. It's Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children. This is a Basque animated horror movie from what we can recollect. It was 2019. Very common. Very common very common general conversation circles. Yes. Uh, we're particularly interested as Boiseans, uh, and we will weigh in on that. I don't know, probably second week of January. We're going to get back on schedule here, guys. That's a promise. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great, eh, everybody. It's available yeah. on Voodoo, Jake. No. Does, <laughs> I mean, yes. Is that no to Voodoo or no to it's not available? On don't Voodoo. worry about it, Jack. <laughs> I don't need that sort of scrutiny. <laughs>